What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Best in the Business. We are going to be talking independent wrestling today. This is going to be, oh man, I think this is going to be very interesting. We have a lot of guys here in this bracket. We are doing a first ever here, triple threat first round. Each match in the first round is going to be triple threat rules. Three guys, only one person will advance to the second round. So I am Jake, a.k.a. Bomber. I am here with Rab. We have the Outsiders, Lee. We got Scott. Guys, are you ready to talk independent wrestling? Yeah. No. But sure. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Ready, ready to uh, uh, give give knowledge to all the marks out there listening to us. Yes. And there's going to be some <laughs> hurt feelings out there. I know you're going to have guys there's that. There's going to be some angry marks. <clears throat> yes. There's oh, going to yeah. be guys that didn't make the list. We had a hard discussion. We've dropped names in. We've taken names out. We've done. A bunch of swapping, and we think this is the best that we could come up with. Um, we, we had twice as many names, and we yes. just whittled it down. Yes. Like, that was that was the fair way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we've talked about this for weeks because of, like, what the qualifiers are. This is just the best independent wrestler kind of all around. Mm-hmm. Not just the biggest draw or the best worker. It's just who's the best kind of at all the things. Yep. And it right. could – that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And, again, just like some of the other stuff, this is – kind of opinion-based. It's open to your interpretation on what each of us feel is the best independent wrestler of all time. We've been arguing as to what the interpretation of independent is even. That is true. So we might even end up in places where one guy wins and one guy loses because of how we decided what we would count as independent wrestling. And individual of each other. I don't think we all came... We came to a general understanding, but I'm not sure that we're all going to be even on this at the end. Well, largely, I think we went with if you're a national production, you're not indie. So mm-hmm. like TNA, WWE, but then Ring of Honor gets borderline and here, then anything below is. that. I did so. plenty of research right before this <clears throat> and Ring of Honor in 2011 was since 2011 is no lo- was no longer an independent company. So is that to when me, they got their TV deal? Yes, that's when they got their, that's when they got bought yeah. out by Sinclair and all that. So right. to me, when I works. when I'm thinking this, anything after 2011, so all the recent stuff. I think the biggest guy that's going to hurt after looking at the bracket is Jay Lethal. So uh, we'll see how everything Probably. pans out. But um, and yeah, the, the other thing I'll just throw at you here is we talked about international quite a bit, and yes. well. We'll just give them their own tournaments. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys are wondering why there are no Japanese wrestlers on here, <clears throat> or UK guys too, yeah. Or if if they had a like a US career that was a thing comparatively, that's fine. But correct. Well, there are, there are some UK guys on here because they had a yeah they had a US career. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know, Pac is on here. Yeah, and we yeah. did have guys like Zack Sabre Jr., but he <clears throat> is so new, and Will Ospreay. They're so fresh. We know they're fucking top guys right now, but. You know what? It, appar- compared to everybody else, fucking guy. They, uh, care, appa- compared to everybody else, they just didn't make the cut. So anyway, and as usual, we went through the eras, right? And yes. went yeah. with kind of what we know. So yep. So and I have, I have a. Uh, some, some of you might notice a early two thousands bias on my part. Warning. Yeah, and I have a feeling this this one will probably bring a lot of talk in the comment section on YouTube and if anyone starts mentioning this recent fucking shit on Twitter about dives versus uh, oh, they old school oh, 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 I didn't think about the are, timing are, yeah, I, I didn't think about like that true. News. there we go <laughs> you, you are banned I will get fucking hustler Rick Rogers out of retirement <laughs> and you will fucking kick your ass in person 
All right. So there we go. The timing on this is going to be fucking great. I didn't even think about that. All right. Well, anyway, here we go. Let's kick things off. Round number one, match number one, triple threat match. We have Chris Hero versus Jay Briscoe versus Ricochet. Holy shit. Uh, wow, I'm I'm pretty hyped about this, guys. Uh, I think, uh, Scott, how about you get these uh, get this one kicked off here? Uh-huh. <laughs> I get to go first. Yay. Yep. So I, I, uh, I'll freely admit I don't watch much indie stuff. Mm-hmm. But as a, a longtime fan since, like, mid to late 80s, I always hear this stuff and kind of seek what I can out. So the stuff that's newsworthy rises, right? So of course. I've heard about Jay Briscoe for a long time and Chris Hero here and there after the whole NXT gone and back. And Ricochet, I'm like, who's that? Well, I've been watching Lucha Underground. <laughs> Prince Boom was pretty great. So, hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go with Briscoe on this, actually, because Ricochet, is, he's fun as Puma, but that's all I know him as, and that's not really mm-hmm. fair. But Briscoe just seems like, to, to me, I'm almost basing this on who could work on a bigger level. Hero, we maybe, but I think Briscoe um, kind of over overreaches what he is, but he's not made it beyond. Maybe it's because he's that Southern, and I don't mean that as a negative, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what um, you mean, yeah. I agree yeah. with that, actually, yeah. I think that might be it. But I, I got to pick him to advance on this one. So you're picking Jay Briscoe. I go with Jay Briscoe. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lee, how about you go for it? Yeah, man. I, w- I think the biggest uh, contention here between uh, for me is between Hero and Briscoe. I mean, I, I like Ricochet, but he kind of falls into that sort of flippy, floppy, not necessarily a great worker all around for me that I can sort of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um but Briscoe is fucking amazing, and Chris Hero is fucking amazing. Chris Hero is unfortunately kind of lazy, though, and I think that's kind of, that's kind of what tips it for me. Uh, I just I love Briscoe's character. I love what he does in ROH, um, and I think he could work on a bigger stage as well, really well. But uh, yeah, I, I got to go with Briscoe. I, I just I've seen a lot more Briscoe, so maybe there's a bit of bias here, but. Um, I, I just feel like Hero squanders opportunities given to him, and I don't think he deserves to advance, honestly. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll jump out there. So we got two for Briscoe already. So <clears throat> the best we can get is a tie here. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump out there, and first of all, Ricochet. All three of these guys, I've seen them very early on uh, in their careers, and I've mainly followed Chris Hero the most out of the three, but I've – Watched a shit, shit ton of Jay Briscoe. Um, but Ricochet, dude, he is good. He's fucking good. I'm not going to say he's not good. He wouldn't be anywhere near this list if he wasn't. But, guys, I agree with everything Lee said just then. He doesn't have the the realism at, that make you bring you into the match as a lot of other guys on this list does. He is one of the best high flyers on this list, bar none, Ricochet. And right now in the independent scene, Ricochet is one of the top probably five talents in the independents right now. Um, I don't count any of his Lucha Underground stuff because me, I don't count Lucha Underground as an uh, indie, indie company, but I don't count them as really... I don't, I don't even I, count them as a company. Yeah, I count them as a TV. That's a TV show to me. But I, I did, I have, uh, I have searched some stuff on that. But anyway, so Ricochet is going to be at the bottom of this for me. So between the two, between Chris uh, Hero and Jay Briscoe, 
there is a lot that went into my pick here. Um, Chris Hero has wrestled fucking everywhere. Chris Hero has wrestled everywhere. He's competed in 82 fucking tournaments in his career. 82 tournaments. Guys, Jay Briscoe has been... He's a Ring of Honor original, competed in the very first fucking Ring of Honor show. Did you guys know that? Yep. Yes. I did not, but I'm not surprised. The second match, he lost to Amazing Red. He was in the very first fucking show. Guys, I had to boil this down to overall who's made the biggest impact. And between these two, I'm going to give my vote to Chris Hero. Based off of he's won more world championships. He's been well around the independent scene. And... I know he's gained weight, but I would definitely not label Chris Hero as lazy. That's one thing that I would definitely not label. He's had some of the best matches of CM Punk's career in IWA Mid-South. That's bar none. That's what put CM Punk on the map, really. It is. That's what put uh, Chris Hero on the map. That's some classic shit out of two thousand uh, early 2000s. But, yeah. yeah. Jay Briscoe, phenomenal. He would be much better off if... I hate to say it because I love tag team wrestling, but if his brother wasn't around him as much because that kind of did hinder his singles push, but I'm going to pick Chris Hero here. I don't want to go too long on this, but Chris Hero is my pick. Rab, who you got? Well, um, I agree with a lot. Okay, Ricochet's awesome. Prince Puma's awesome, but, you know, at least for me, at least with, you know, all the time that Chris Hero and Briscoe have been around, uh, you can't you can't really put them on the same level, um, and see and and I agree with something you said, uh, Bomber. Because Jay Brisco, when I think of Jay Briscoe, I think of the Briscoes. Yes, you know I, I eight times, and that has changes. a lot to do with you know his single pushes really come later in his career, mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with like I said, there might be a you know early two thousands into mid two thousands bias on my part. Yeah, because that's really yeah. when I was watching a lot of indie wrestling. And I guess I should also point out that uh, I don't want to change any pick that you're going to say, but I didn't mention this, that Jay Briscoe's world title runs came after that 2011 mark. I didn't bring that up when I was talking, but that also did factor in. So his world title runs, in my opinion, since it is in the national realm, not the indie realm, I did not count those. So I just, uh, I not dissuade in, you, but yeah. Just for the record, in my, in my case, I don't care. ROH, in my mind, is an indie. Okay. Yep. Sure. Don't care. I mean, because it's. I mean, sure. it's not okay. a national deal, but it's not a real national deal. Uh, okay. No, it isn't. It's yeah. No, I agree with that. It's it, everybody's. It, it is one you you could argue it either way. It's got television, which is more than a lot of promotions, mm-hmm. but it's still regional, kind of really. So that's territorial, which is the nature of indie. And, sure. And Sinclair and Sinclair doesn't give a shit about ROH, by the way. No, they really don't. And really, the way I looked at it when you said Briscoe, he won his after. Yeah, but he still went on to win them. So eh. <laughs> I, it wouldn't have mattered if it was national or not. He would have still had that. So I don't think that was a factor there. Yeah, in, in my case. So and this is like one of the things I was speaking to at the beginning of the podcast where we might not all totally agree at the end on what Indi- what is Indian, what sure. is not. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, but in my case, that that doesn't make a difference for for me at least. Um, what was the saying? Oh, yeah. And when I th- and you talked about CM Punk, and it, it will come out later. I'm a big CM Punk mark, and those those 
matches they had in in Mid South and in PGW and <sighs> Chris Hero had some good matches in in CZW. Let's not talk about that though. Sure, <laughs> I, I didn't even bring it up, but yes, he did have some fantastic so, matches actually. Br- Briscoe and Hero both had some good matches in CZW. I might as well bring it up. I'll be the first one to bring up CZW. Good. I I can now freely bring up CZW. If you, you want to talk about independence. Yeah, talk about, if we're talking about garbage independence shirt, they're going to be there, man. God damn it, God. Just make your pick. Shut up with the CZW trash. Talk. Yeah, and, trash talk. Um, <laughs> but in the end, and if we're talking about, about you know, tag team wrestling, you know, you, you got Chris Hero and, and and Claudio together, Kings of Wrestling. That was some great tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we talk though, with the Briscoes, arguably one of the best, you know, tag teams of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end, I gotta go with Chris Hero. To me, he had he he made a bigger mark as a singles wrestler um, until, like I said, recently. But there's a little bias on my part. I'll admit to. Mm-hmm. But he definitely had the bigger mark as a singles wrestler. Uh, Chris Hero was on. You know, if you would ask during the mid 2000s who, who one of the best wrestlers in the world was, a lot of people would have said Chris Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many people would have said Jay Briscoe because. In most people's minds, it was the Briscoes. So I'm going to go with Hero. Okay. All right. That means, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we first match. We already have a tie. That means we have the trusty coin flip here right off the bat. So this is this is going to be between, since it's a tie between Jay Briscoe and Chris Hero. Lee, since you've always been our caller, I guess we're going to call it, you're going to call it here. All right. All right. I'm going to uh, hit the button and, or, yeah, and call it. Heads. It is Tails, my friend. Okay. And, ladies and gentlemen, that means Chris Hero is going to advance. But I do want to say, you brought up uh, Jay Briscoe and CZW. If nobody has seen this match, it is still in one of my top all-time favorite matches. Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. Best of the best tournament, 2001. It's in the second round. These guys, they're like skinny. They're little toothpicks out there. They're bald. They have horrible attire. They look like they are in a high school wrestling uh, league, okay? They and... were in a high school wrestling league. God damn it. <laughs> Set that one up. I mean, we were all going to go for it. To me, yeah. anyway, to me, five-star match. To me, always going to be a five-star match. You need to go see it. Highly recommended. Jay versus Mark, CZW, best of the best, tournament 2001. Okay, so Chris Hero advances. There we go. All right, here we are now. Match number two, AJ Styles. Versus Low Key versus John Moxley. Uh, so how about Rab? How about you? You start this one off. Uh, who's who's that last guy? Some CCW guy. That's a uh, that's a guy known as John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose. For those of you who do not know, that's Dean Ambrose in the current WWE. Ooh. I thought it was worth bringing up just in case. Yep, he got disqualified. He's still the champ. Yep. And everybody wondering, we will be calling these people as their independent names. Even if because uh, we're total marks. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So no, it's because we're it's not because we're total marks. It's because <laughs> it's what we're discussing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yep. who who you got? Who you got, Reb? This is a tough one for me. Um, now, when we were talking about what is indie and what is not, uh, I made the decision at least for myself, and I think I I made a pretty convincing argument to the rest of the team uh, that I was going to consider. New Japan as indie from an, at least an American centric point of view. Okay. Um, 
In the case of AJ Styles, he was an independent contractor while working at New yes. Japan. Even even those who, who aren't are allowed to work in the United States for different indie feds. Um, even then, their contracts are very, very short term. They're very flexible for their workers. So from an American standpoint, I'm going to consider it an indie. Okay. I'm sure there's at least one person listening who thinks that's a that's ridiculous, but and I understand that point of view, but just for sake of ease, for the fact that they don't have a national footprint in the United States, and for the fact that or the United States or Canada, you know, sorry guys, <laughs> I forgot about you guys for a second. North America. Okay. Uh, I'm going to consider knows. this in India, New Japan. Okay. Which really helps out one of our guys here, AJ Styles. <laughs> low-key. Oh, low-key. Oh, I thought you were going to say low-key. Well, technically. Yeah. He had a great uh, run. Anyway, get, go go for it. Sorry to interrupt. It's all right. Because um, AJ Styles, the problem is, when you start looking at his career, if you're, think, if you're thinking outside of the WWE, your mind obviously goes to TNA. And TNA, while it was a shithole for a long time... Um, was definitely not an indie. Mm-hmm. So by looking at AJ Styles, you have his ROH stuff early in his career uh, before that awful TNA deal cut him off from ROH. And you've got all the stuff after when he was on the indies, when he was in New Japan, uh, the stuff he did with the Bullet Club. Um, and I mean, and it's fucking AJ Styles. You know, John Moxley. Honestly, I didn't see very much Dean Ambrose stuff. John Moxley, Moxley stuff when he was in um, the Indies. I remember hearing about him. I remember hearing he was, you he know, a, he had a buzz, a, a great buzz. talker. He had a good buzz. He had a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing a lot of stuff about him. Talk. I did see him. Uh, it's not. I don't know if you'd call it any not. I did see him when he was uh, in Florida Championship Wrestling mm-hmm. after he signed the deal with the. Uh, with Zayde, and that was their their development before NXT. Mm-hmm. Right. I did see him there, and that's when, you know when I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's incredible!" Mm-hmm. Um, even even my wife, who went with me, was like, "Oh my god, that guy's that guy's amazing," because it's it's clear as fucking day when he feels like it. Because mm-hmm. let's be real, he's a little bit lazy. <laughs> yes, he is. God damn it! But when he really feels like it, that guy is on. But honestly, as far as indie goes. Like I said, I heard it's the guy I knew about. I heard about, but I didn't really see much of. Uh, and then you got Loki, who was one of the huge indie names for a long time. Uh, his 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 work rate and his matches, some of his matches, you'd watch and you'd go, "Man, that guy's that guy's awesome." Uh, he could put together a good match with anyone. Yep. But I mean, I just have to give the the little push for AJ for the early ROH stuff. He was one of the guys who they built ROH on top of before, you know, the TNA thing and the way he reinvigorated his career after he left TNA. I mean, I remember when, when his TNA deal fell through and, you know, people were saying, ah, oh, yeah, he's probably just not going to make day. They're not going to give him a, you know, decent contract or anything. You know, they're not really going to make a big push for him. You know, he's, he's, he's used goods. He's towards the back end of his career. And then the shit he did in New Japan, the shit he did with the Bullet Club, um, he 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 put himself up to another level. That you know put him where he is now. So I'm gonna go with AJ Styles. Okay. Uh, 
It's one for AJ. I guess I'll go real quick. Um, okay, I think it's no surprise. I do have a little bias for John Moxley, aka Dean Ambrose, and he did have a his indie run was pretty short, but it was fucking sweet, man. It was sweet. And as much as I want to call John Moxley a CZW product, and he's the fucking CZW god, he didn't he didn't start out in CZW. Um, that's where I obviously first saw him. He started out in. Um, a company called Heartland Wrestling Association in Cincinnati, but I obviously never watched that and probably never will. No disrespect, but sorry. Um, but no, he he was making a huge buzz, uh, buzz in the indies. And to me, that is a big factor into my picks in this, uh, in this tournament, is guys who made a buzz, guys who made the push to go to the big scene. That's, that's to me, a big factor in my picks today is going to be who are the guys that had the biggest buzz and were the the most known, well-known guys in the Indies. And Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, was one of those guys in like 2008, 2009. He was, he was the man in the Indies. He was one of the top-named guys. And the funny thing was, he's not the best well-rounded wrestler. We all know that. But he, is, he was known for his amazing talking. And... That's what was funny about it because nowadays everybody talks about, oh, he, he's, he's lazy, like you just said. And he wrestles, he wrestled more times in the Indies than, and right now as in WWE than people could even imagine. He wrestles more than everybody. And that's the funny thing that I always hear about when I hear uh, that he was lazy. But moving on, low-key, first ever Ring of Honor world champion. That's fucking huge. Um, to me, the... I think probably the stiffest kicks I've ever seen, the most lethal kicks in the fucking business. I don't think anybody can uh, dispute that. But my biggest thing with him, he had no fucking... I mean, he didn't have any charisma, guys. He he was a amazing wrestler. He did yeah. his screams. He did his... Ah! Or, I, okay, that was bad. But, uh, no, <laughs> sorry. What was that? That, that was amazing. That was a low-key... That was a low-key scream. He does his weird screams, and he kicks oh, people. That belongs at the start of the episode. You you can't avoid that now. <laughs> so anyway, low-key, um, uh, he had an amazing run in Ring of Honor. He really did. He was a P, he, PWG World Champion as well, and Jersey All-Pro Wrestling Champion multiple times. And if you want to talk about uh, Japan, a three-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, which is huge for a non-Japanese wrestler. So those are big things for him, but I actually, I am, it's funny how we always talk about this. I am against the, uh, new Japan pro wrestling, um, uh, solution. Uh, I don't know what you call it. The, that I'm against that because I think since that is technically a national promotion, I am going to shy away from that for my selection. That's just me. Just as you said, that's for you. That's for me. So going to AJ Styles, that unfortunately means his two IWGP heavyweight titles. I'm not going to count those. I'm just not. Uh, but I am going to count something that you didn't bring up was AJ Styles fucking wrecked shit down in IWA Mid-South. He really did. A lot of people don't. They think of IWA, uh, IWA Mid-South as the hardcore garbage stuff. And yes, it has some garbage. Yeah. But... He put on some amazing matches down there. He went on to win the PW, uh, PWG World title as well. He was the first ever Ring of Honor Pure Champion in a fucking great match. I just watched it last yeah. night. 
a great match against CM Punk. I've uh, I've watched more independent matches in this past two weeks that I've ever thought I would in my life. But a uh, great match against CM Punk to become the first ever champion. Uh, tag team champion, Ring of Honor. I mean, there's so much to say about AJ Styles and the independents that I think we're going to have to say it in the next round because though Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, had a great run, it fails. It it just doesn't come up to AJ Styles. And same for Loki. I really don't want to discredit Loki at all because he had great shit. And I hate to say it, but I'm going with uh, AJ Styles here. So that's going to be my pick. Uh, Scott, who you got? Um, well, to kind of go with what you were saying, I'll start with Moxley, just because you were saying he wrestled a lot, so he's not lazy. Well, that just means he wrestled a lot. doesn't mean he wrestled good a lot. Okay. Like, that's the key. That's, I can, I can it's see that, when yeah. he was wrestling, it was lazy. I think it was kind of the, the idea I mean, there. It, I um, mean, it, like I said, it, it's one of well, those things. The reason you can tell he's lazy sorry. is because sometimes he's got amazing matches, and sometimes when... You can tell he's just kind of telegraphing. And it's inconsistent. Trying to get through it. I don't. I don't yeah. know if I. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I did it on my John Moxley CZW. They wrestle in CZW video that you can find on the YouTube channel. But when I seen something that John Moxley did in CZW, that changed my entire. He became instantly one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and it was because the fact that he jumped out and took initiative. Uh, Nick Gage got injured and almost died. Went to the back. The very first fucking guy that jumped out there, he was wearing just like his just regular shorts. He already took a shower, already got cleaned up from the, it was a tournament of death. He already got cleaned up. He jumped right out of that curtain before anybody else. All the other guys that had been there for years and years, John Moxley jumped right out into that match with Thumbtack Jack in mm. the finals and took light tube shots. He got slammed through light tubes. So now yeah, that's remember what we said. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. It's the same as, as it's the same as when I saw him in, in FCW back. You know when he was trying to make it to the big time. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know I. It's when I also you know he he was one of. I want to say when I fell in love with him. I though I kind of did at one point. <laughs> there you go. Uh, That's an opening quote. There it yeah. is. <laughs> I'm in love with John Moxley. But no, I I remember seeing an FCW and just being like. And I had I had heard the buzz already, and like you said, one of the things he was really known for was his talking. And everyone said, "Oh my God, he's he, he's the next Roddy Roddy Piper." Yep. I mean, that's what everyone said. He was the next Roddy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. And I saw him in FCW, and he was working great matches, and he was dropping great promos, and it was amazing. Yep. But you know, but and and this is not to take away from anything he did in the Indies, but right now he's super lazy. Sure. I yeah. I yeah. That's and, what I was pointing out with the Indies. Yeah. But keep going. And we were talking about that too, where I said he comes. He might come off as aloof, and no one quite knows how to read that. Yeah. So it's a weird thing, but it still happens. And if he doesn't do anything about it, that's lazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. I heard heard a lot about him. Same as when you mentioned Hero, how he was making waves. I heard about the Hero and Joe matches. I think it was and Hero and Punk, like these ninety minute matches. Yeah. I heard about those. Like I don't even know what the promotion is, but that. Match came that was up. in Moxley it was, was IWA Mid South. Yeah, Mid-South. so Moxley was similar with that. Loki, I know uh, TNA obviously in that brief bit is Caval. He has no personality. He's got a weird anti personality. You want to do the scream again? Sh- I can do the scream again. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe. No, but, no, go for it. Um, but he he's only really made it work with TNA, I think. And yet he's always made it work there. Um, he's mm-hmm. been fine in New Japan and that, but I don't know of what he's done other than that. Aside from Ring of Honor, like the initial stuff, he was the first champ there, I think, right? So yes, the first world. There's champion. that. Yes, 
Um, and, and then there's AJ Styles, who is AJ Styles. And yeah, he was big on Ring of Honor before the national stuff. Obviously TNA. Um, if it wasn't for a, an issue with money, he said he would have stayed. Obviously, he prefers now coming to WWE, but he was loyal enough he would have stayed even in this weak point where they're almost back to being an indie nothingness promotion. So like, it, it really depends what you look at with him. I think AJ, though, after leaving TNA, went back to the indies. And yeah, there was some Ring of Honor in New Japan, and you can include what you want from there. But I think he set the template for what someone does when you leave the big stage. And you are the big stage elsewhere. Guys like Del Rio kind of did it. Um, Cody is trying to do it right now. They're all following what AJ did when he left. He was the first one to kind of do that on that level of the recent times. And I think he's done the best at it. And that's not even including his IWGP stuff. He still managed to be a draw of his own accord. Um, I, I think I got to go with AJ. Also, he's AJ Styles. There's not much more that needs to be said beyond that. So... <laughs> AJ Styles. All right. Uh, Lee? Yeah. Uh, problem with John Moxley, I do like him. I like his work. I love his promos. Uh, you said he had a buzz on the indies. That doesn't equate necessarily being great in the indies as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you said it yourself. His his indies were a little too short-lived for, for me to really bring him into account as as stacking up the low-key low and uh, AJ Styles. Um, problem with low-key is he never quite reached his full potential. I mean, everyone respects him, knows him as a great worker. I love his work. No personality. Uh, it, he just never translated uh, to being one of those standout guys that everyone just, you, you know, top of the fucking list, top of the fucking cream of the crop shit. Um it, it has to go to AJ Styles. He's the best goddamn worker in the world. He went to New Japan and became the best fucking worker in the world. And I would argue he still is. AJ Styles. He, he's just had this storied career. And uh, there's nothing more to say. He goes on. All right. So that's a clean sweep for AJ. But um, I did want to point out something for Loki. A match that uh, I saw that if you guys haven't seen it, go out and watch Loki versus Necro Butcher, IWA Mid-South. Yes. It's great a great match. match. It's a fantastic match. It's another one. I've watched so many matches. I'm probably going to throw out so many matches while we do this thing. I was going to say, is this the IWA Mid-South review I, from dude, you? <laughs> I want to tell you one thing. I have really not followed IWA Mid-South that much, but while researching this and watching all these matches, I found out that a lot of these epic matches from these guys back in the day, were a lot of them were in IWA no, Mid-South. It's absolutely true. I mean, the... And because uh, you mentioned during during this round, uh, you know, people think of, of IWA Mid-South as just garbage wrestling. If yeah. you were thinking of IWA Mid-South as just garbage wrestling, you were not paying attention in the early mm -hmm. 2000s, yeah. mid-2000s. It's almost because... the same as calling ECW garbage. There was a lot and... more. Exactly. <clears throat> but it's exactly. known for one. And CZW. Same, same, same. No, CZW is garbage. Oh, that's God damn most, no. That, that thrives on the garbage. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to move on here. We're going to move on to the next match. We're talking... Austin Aries versus Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Lee, how about you start this one off? This one's a really easy one for me. I, I, I really do like Adam Cole. I really do like Austin Aries. I think they're both really effective heels. I think they're both great wrestlers, and they're both great characters. But Samoa Joe is just on a totally different level from these guys 
the thing Samoa Joe has that those two don't quite have for me is just believability. And my God, Samoa Joe is just the fucking monster of all monsters in the Indies. And he just immediately goes through for me. There's, there's no goddamn question. Okay. Well, that was a quick one. There we go. How about Rab? What do you got? I mean, it's going to be a quick one for me too. Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say that wasn't just said. Um, I mean, I really like Adam Cole a lot. Uh, I haven't seen, I mean, I've seen some of his stuff. Um, but like I said, my, my bias is more early to mid 2000s and he came a little bit later. I mean, the stuff I've seen with him and with the bullet club and in new Japan and, and even his early ROH stuff, I've seen that it's really good and he's, he's clearly awesome. And, uh, I have to admit something. Austin Aries has never really, never really did it for me on the indie scene. Uh, I've liked him since he, I liked, I liked the stuff he did in TNA and I've liked him today, but a lot of the indie stuff, wow. even in ROH, it just didn't do it for me. Wow, you got a lot um, of people cussing you out right now, by the way. I couldn't give a fuck. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and, like, he's he's fine, you know? he's he, The stuff he did in ROH, and I didn't really watch a lot of Dragon Gate. Um, but all that stuff was, was, it was fine. It's not like I thought it was bad. Just it didn't really do it for me. Uh, so, for me, this is an easy joke. Okay. We'll talk more about Joe later, I'm guessing. All right. Well, I guess I'll go real quick, and I will say something about Austin Aries. Um, I think Austin Aries is easily one of the top talents from Ring of Honor in history, in my opinion. He's this, when you measure him up, this tiny guy. I mean, when you think about it, like he would get in there with Samoa Joe and have the best matches you could ever want to see in professional wrestling. And he was so much smaller than Samoa Joe, but you could fucking believe he was in there taking it to that motherfucker. And he was the one that ended up toppling uh, Joe in his fucking, what, almost two-year title run? Or was it two years? Samoa Joe had the title yeah, for it. Like, it was, it was, it was, it was like two, two years, years, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, he was the one that ended his run. And you believed every second of it because he was so small, but he was so... Uh, this is probably like... Uh, Interesting to say, but he's feisty. He was fucking feisty, man. He was fucking he's ruthless. T- he's tiny but fierce. He's yes. basically Alexa Bliss. The, oh god, here we go. <laughs> but no, um, I don't know if you can hear these sirens or not. That's going on. But anyway, no, he's worked at the top in every indie fed he was a part of, and he had a great run as a tag team wrestler too. And I know some people may not want to look at tag team when they do this, but him and Roderick Strong as Generation Next had a really good fucking run as tag team champions and they just made a good run overall um, in ring of honor history. So I think he was one of the most fierce like guys period, just bottom line bar none um, was Austin Aries. And I fucking loved it. And I did like his stuff in uh, TNA as well, but that obviously is not going to count. So moving on um, Adam Cole. uh, Unfortunately, as I said, I am not going to count Adam's Cole, Adam Cole's record three ring of honor World titles. I'm, I'm not going to count those world title runs because that was all in the Sinclair uh, broadcasting phase, and that was when they were no longer an independent, uh, technically. That's that's how I'm doing it. Whatever. So, yeah, so there you go. So I love Adam Cole, and for all of you who have already caught enough shit from CZW, but for all of you who say nothing good comes from CZW, fucking Adam Cole trained at the CZW Academy. Adam Cole... <laughs> started from the bottom in CZW as a 
18 year old came in, made a name for himself. He was a great. And fucking... then he got the fuck out of. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's what you do when you come in. You come in, you you make a name for yourself, and you move on. That's how it goes. That's I know I know how it works, and I've. That's just how it worked for Adam Cole. He did a great job. He was CZW Junior Heavyweight Champion. Had an amazing run. Unfortunately, he didn't win any other titles. He was there for a good amount of time, and I've watched him from then on. I've loved. I've. I'm so happy to see he won the. He had the record for the longest PWG World Title run. Uh, three titles. He's doing so much, and now that he's finally, I think the rumors are because he's done with Ring of Honor. I think now, as of this recording, that he. He's rumored to be going to NXT or WWE, one or the other. But I really hope nothing for the best for Adam Cole, and I fucking am a huge fan of his. But again, he, I put him underneath Austin Aries, though. I do put him underneath Austin Aries. And I'm also going to put him, both of them, under Samoa Joe. And I'm going to pick Samoa Joe because, just as everybody else said, he was that believable fucking monster. He was that believable monster. Nobody, you thought... Nobody could fucking beat him. He was a legit badass. He had an amazing, epic, super epic title run. Nobody could beat the guy. He was a monster, believable monster. And I think we already talked about his matches with Necro Butcher, which I always love to uh, mm-hmm. push Necro Butcher as much as I can. But no, it's everyone he stepped in the ring with. Every single person Smojo stepped in the ring with, especially in Ring of Honor, he fucking dominated the night he died, he stole the show with him every single fucking show and it's hard it's going to be hard to fucking beat Smojo in this tournament and i'm going to give him my vote here all right uh scott uh yeah i mean austin aries i i i agree he's fine like you were saying uh there he's not super great i only know him from the ring of honor stuff and then oh tna God. obviously and now so I told you I don't I don't I don't see sure. as much indie I stuff. I understand. I understand. But I'm I never heard of him be before that. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it's, it's good that I'm here. Adam Cole, I've only heard of literally recently when it was the news of hey, this guy might go to NXT. Like within the past five six months about this guy up there with Elgin and that. And I'm like, who's this guy? Oh my god! So that's, you just now heard of Adam Cole? Yeah. Ouch. Within the past five six months. I mean, I just hurt, I mean, I just hurt I mean, my heart to that. No, to my part of the average. As far as the average guy goes, I don't think his name's really gotten big until exactly. the last couple of years with the Bullet Club. Exactly. No, that that that, that kind of is my point where I'm going with it. Because if we're calling Ring of Honor National right now in this moment, and I've not heard of him, that mm, <laughs> that's not great. Um, okay. But Joe, Joe, I heard about this monster destroying people, and then he's going to come to TNA, and it was like, who's this guy? This sounds amazing. And also, he turned out to be Samoa Joe. So. There you go. That's <laughs> Adam Cole. He might have more coming for him on a bigger scale. Maybe I don't know. Aries is doing what he can, but Joe is Joe, and Joe's awesome. So there you go. And I know so many people are probably so angry with me right now, but hey, okay. I, I don't hide it. I know what I know, and that's it. So there you go. All right. So there it is. <clears throat> a clean sweep. Samoa Joe moves on to the next round. Moving on to the next match. Kenny Omega versus Christopher Danielson versus Roderick Strong. Um, hey, Rab, how about you do this one? First. Sure. Um, <laughs> did I go first last time? No, it was Lee. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, but Lee doesn't. I thought it was. I thought it was Scott. I went first the first one, and I've been last almost ever since. I'll get you back up there. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I mean, this is my my bias is going to show strong here, and that wasn't that wasn't actually supposed to be a pun. Um, I was a huge, huge Chris uh, Christopher Daniel fan. Um, huge back in the back in the uh, early 2000s. I mean, this guy's been around forever at this point. Debuted 1993, by the way. That's that's Jesus. crazy. Yeah. Pretty scary, huh? And he's the current Ring of Honor World Champion. Debuted 1993. Current well, I was going to say, World yeah, Champion. he he just recently won. Yes, uh, this the World year. Championship. Yep, but, at the anniversary show. But he was a huge, huge part in, in building of ROH, and even a, a huge part of the building of, of TNA. Even though once again that doesn't count. Uh, but he's he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere. Uh, he's been on the indie forever. Mm. Uh, he's he's worked a lot in Japan as Curry Man. Um, Mm -hmm. this is easy for me because I'm and I I really like Roderick Strong and I like Kenny Omega okay Um, not that he's not deserving of more just I haven't really seen a lot of his stuff Um, (laughs) but but for me I mean uh, Chris Chris Daniels because the stupid thing says Chris Danielson that's why I keep getting thrown does out. Does it say that in the bracket? I'm sorry. It does. It's Chris Danielson. I, it does. I didn't even notice that. Jesus. I didn't either. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. It's fixed. Sorry. My mom keeps getting thrown off. Sorry. So Chris, <laughs> Chris Daniels. Um, yeah, I was such a huge market for so long. Uh, he was arguably been one of the best indie wrestlers for the last 20 years, if not more. What would you say? 93? 1993. 1993. Yep. That's that's insanity. That's 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's an easy pick for for Chris Daniels for the Fallen Angel. Okay, uh, I'll go real quick. Um, here's a fun fact for you guys. Did you know Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles are the only two people that worked in WCW in this bracket? Did you know that? Is that true? I mean, if you had asked me to pick that, two, I, I, I hope that's true. I hope that's bracket, true. You might like the whole thing, or just in our this, tournament. In our tournament, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at the list here. And I think it's that, okay. True. Yeah, no, that is true because Lokai did gotta be. it. So yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hope okay, so, or yeah. else I'm gonna look like an idiot. But anyway, I, I just thought about that. But um, no, man, Christopher Daniels. Um, I have, a, I have a couple things wrote down here. Forty-three total titles in his career. Forty-three. And um, okay. most of them independents, so uh, that that seems to count for quite a bit. But no, guys, he's carried a lot of people in his career. He's done a lot of things. He's been an, a, a great tag team champion. He's had multiple partners uh, throughout the years, but obviously lately the addiction is one of the is probably one of the greatest modern uh, tag teams out there. Him and yep. Kazarian. Um, but no, like not just counting that, the fact that we just mentioned it, that he's still going, he's still doing things in the indies, not just Ring of Honor either. But yeah, he is the Ring of Honor world champion, but I don't count that. But the fact that he's still going after so many years in the indies, a lot of people like, dude, in the indies, they can hang it up. If they're still in the indies and they, they're not going to make it doing anything else, they're going to hang it up. But Christopher Daniels still fucking doing it, still fucking tearing the house down every single night. But then you got guys like Roderick Strong, and I know I'm about to piss some people off here. He is very decorated. I get it. He's held titles fucking everywhere. All the major promotions got it. I'm sorry, but I'm about to fucking put Roderick Strong on blast right here. He's the guy that's never done it for me. Roderick Strong, to me, is 
the default character you're going load up wwe 2k 17 right create a wrestler oh he's God. the fucking default guy <laughs> just create a guy hit save that's roderick strong to me i'm sorry roderick strong is no, the most not. generic fucking guy in history of professional wrestling for me i know he's a good wrestler i'm not saying he's not a good technical wrestler i'm saying he is generic as fuck zero charisma i'm i'm saying like 0.0 no point one for me, I have a weird thing with Roderick Strong, as you can see. I, I just—he's so fucking generic. I don't buy him. I just don't buy him he as. He you. He's nothing. I just, as I was going through the research, I just have this. Just looking at him, I'm like, fuck this guy. He is—he's is generic <laughs> as fuck. He never wrestled in IWA Mid South, did he? Uh, he may. <laughs> he I don't. I don't have. know. No, he had to have. Yeah, I mean, he may have. He may have. I, I didn't check that. I'm not sure, but I did do. I don't know. Anyway, so then we get to Kenny Omega, and I really I can't wait till Lee gets to go to hear about Kenny Omega. But um, Kenny Omega is a very entertaining wrestler. I'm gonna say that I can. I'm gonna say that about Kenny Omega. I've seen a lot of his stuff in Japan and not in Japan. He is a very entertaining wrestler. Obviously, he's done a lot of stuff to degrade the degrade degrade the business, and I know we're gonna hear about that here in a couple seconds. I feel, but. Bottom line, he's entertaining. He does have a good track record as far as getting things, getting people over. He is the leader of the Bullet Club now. Nobody thought, well, okay, I didn't think whenever AJ left, Kenny Omega would be able to carry the Bullet Club like he like he's doing. Kenny Omega is doing a fantastic job with the Bullet Club. So so are the uh, the fucking Young Bucks. Is they're the elite, the little subgroup, whatever. But Kenny Omega is doing a fantastic job. Uh, carrying the name of the elite. Um, I mean, of the Bullet Club. I'd agree with that. Yeah, he is doing a great job with that. So I will give him credit for that. But bottom line, when it comes to who's had who's the greatest independent wrestler of all time, because that's, that's what this bracket is, Christopher Daniels, out of this out of this group. Uh, it's easy Christopher Daniels for me. I'm bar none, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Scott, go for it. For the record, before, before Scott starts, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Roderick Strong won the Revolution Strong Style Tournament in 2008 in IWA Mid-South. There it is. His his name's in it. It's Yeah, so, you know. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So what you got, Scott? Um, I love stats, by the way. Keep those coming. I was was like, and? Because, like, yeah, he won 43 of these. Okay. Oh, no. To me, that's a a big thing. (laughs) Carrying a title to me is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and I get that. Especially um, in the indies, just, though. Especially you just kind of left it at that. Like, is that? I mean, has has everybody held those titles won that many? I, it, the perspective matters. So okay, um, I'll, I'll start. I actually, I've been. I have a lot of stats wrote down. So I, yeah. I'll start. I'll start naming some stuff off here. <clears throat> anyway, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So Roderick Strong. Um, he's not as generic, I think, as you're saying. But if anyone remembers from uh, one of the prior podcasts, I did say at one point that he's the guy who kind of broke this chain of NXT guys coming in, being awesome, and then, you know, continuing. Like, the indie guy comes in, oh, my God, we lost our mind. Indie guy, oh, my God, we lost our mind. Roderick Strong, cool, that's the guy. Yeah, He kind of just faltered the whole thing. And it seemed like they brought him in thinking he'd be just like all the other ones they brought in. No. And nothing happened. And that's... Kind of his fault, but kind of not, because they assumed it, and he did his thing, but his thing isn't spectacular like anybody else. But the promos they're doing now, they're they're trying to salvage and fix that up, so that's cool. But th- that's kind of the point. He's 
that guy. Um, Kenny Omega, I've just I kind of recently was started looking stuff up on him because I know his whole big thing with New Japan this year was massive about how could this comedy guy be taken seriously and he's doing pretty damn good. Um, but I looked at some of his older stuff and it's fucking hilarious. There's some awesome stuff in there and yeah, I know. Is he destroying the business? Whatever. It's one guy. It, it won't break everything. The world will continue. But at the same time, it's a very acquired taste. And I still got tired of it in a few matches. Like, this, no, stop it. It's, it's not working. Daniels, though, is all kinds of great. Um, he was kind of a, a big Ring of Honor guy, I know, before TNA and then with TNA and everything. And I kind of have to go with Daniels because... Omega, I know, yeah, it's big with New Japan, and technically New Japan is a national promotion at one point, I think, bigger than WWE was. But from the other side of it, they're running indie shows in America, so you can go either way. I just don't see Omega's stuff otherwise, and it doesn't work for me. I, I just don't, I don't see that happening. So, And I, we, we've talked about it many, many times, but I always throw out Joey Ryan's name for this list. Um, in a way, oh like, does he, would he advance? No. <laughs> he wouldn't get a vote. But he's one of those guys, like, Omega makes me think of him. And I know Omega is so much better, but it's oh, yes. that kind of it's that kind of thing. And uh, it, that the best of that doesn't compare with a lot of other stuff. So this, that entire thing is a little low for me. So I'm going with Daniels. Ironically, if it was Curry Man, it'd be fine, too. Even though that's more of the comedy <laughs> stuff, too. But it works in a sense like it knows what it is omega just goes too hard to make you know what it is but also treat it like it isn't what it is and it it's almost too meta to about how meta it is <laughs> if that makes any sense uh, so almost. my vote goes to daniels all right <clears throat> sorry uh, roderick it's okay uh i'm fine i'm fine with that lee what you got <laughs> Okay, Kenny Omega, he can go fuck himself, this poodle-headed idiot. Uh, I will give him credit, as much as it pains me. When he is serious, when he is serious and on his game, he does pick up the ball in New Japan and run with it. I will give him credit for that. Yep. But otherwise, the majority of his shit is absolute fucking garbage bullshit, and I can't fucking watch it without wanting to goddamn puke. He can go fuck himself. Uh... He, he, he ain't getting past the goddamn second round for, for me. Uh, motherfucker, just, he can fuck right off. Mm -hmm. Roderick Strong, I do love Roddy, but he is lacking in the personality department. I will totally agree with that. He is, as far as a, a technical wrestler goes, he's amazing, but his charisma is somewhere below Dean Malenko. Which is <laughs> whoa! Uh, you, you, you're you're just not gonna you're you're just not gonna make it, Roddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do love your work. You're the master, of the backbreaker, but Dean Malenko is more of an engaging party guy than you are. Ouch. Uh, Christopher Daniels is the backbone of the modern independent scene, and there's no denying it. The guy has been doing it for a quarter of a century. And he really hasn't lost a step. He is still fucking amazing. He knows how to work. He knows how to work within his limitations, which are very few, and still make himself competitive with the new crop of stars that are coming up in the ranks. And I love Christopher Daniels. He's great. So he goes on. 
All right, well, there we go. Christopher Daniels gets the uh, gets the another clean sweep here. Three clean sweeps in a row. But I mean, look at the names: AJ, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. I see a pattern here. All right, um, moving on <clears throat> to the other side of the bracket. We got the next triple threat: Sammy Callahan versus Kevin Steen versus Necro Butcher. Um, I'll start this one off. I don't think I've started one off yet. But um, all right. First of all, I know what a lot of people are thinking. What the what the fuck, Sammy Callahan doing on this list? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But no, I had to fight for Sammy Callahan to get on this list, and God damn it, he deserved to be on this list just as much as a lot of other guys do. No so, one wanted Sammy Callahan on this list. I did. <laughs> to be fair, by I had to fight, he meant I had final edit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that may have something to do with it, but no, seriously though, for real, listen, as of while, no, seriously, though, for real. while we're recording, no, for real, while we're recording this, no, for real, fuck off. As we're recording this, Sammy Callahan is the world champion in three different smaller companies, probably three companies that you may not be aware of, but I call Sammy Callahan. Like he is the king of the, like the smaller promotions, the smaller independent companies. And I know that he may not be the Ring of Honor world champion. He may not have any of that kind of stuff. He may not have epic feuds with Samoa Joe and stuff. But, God damn it, I would fucking love to see Sammy Callahan and Samoa Joe go at it. That would be one of the best matches of the year. I guarantee fucking to you that. Um, but, no, I, I'm proud to say I started following him since, uh, like, in 2008 when he came into CZW. And he's been another – he's another small guy I I stack him up with Austin Aries. He's a small guy, but he is one of the best strong style wrestlers out there. Bar none, in my opinion. He's held 10 different titles in uh, 10 different world titles in smaller companies. He's done everything in the smaller companies. I just don't know why. I don't know why he can't get into the bigger the, to get over in the bigger companies. And he's always changing up his style. He's always, he's staying fresh. He he has a different look. He He's a great fucking wrestler. He's great on the mic. His gimmicks are good. His promos are fucking fantastic. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. He has a look. Unless it's that he's small, for some reason, Sammy Callahan is not getting over in the bigger companies. So it is a lot harder for me to rank him very high in this bracket. But um, for uh, stats wrote down, he's uh, uh, debuted 2006 and 22 total title reigns in his career, If since you wanted that. But going to Kevin Steen, debuted 2000, uh, 27 title reigns to his name. Um, goddamn, Kevin Steen. Okay. I, I followed Kevin Steen the day he came into CZW. We're talking early. We're talking, fuck, when it was 2000... Three two thousand four, like a lot of Canadian guys came into CZW, and in his debut match, I saw him and El Generico make their debuts in CZW at the same time. And this is, I have to stat check this, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Steen's first match in the United States was in CZW. I gotta stat check that, but right now I'm gonna say it because I'm that confident. But I followed him for a very long time. He held a, the Iron Man title in CZW for over a year, which is the or for right at a year, which is like their intercontinental title as far as their, it's their second top title. Uh, he's held titles everywhere. That's everywhere. Ring of Honor, PWG. I'm sure he's held something. IW Mid-South probably. <laughs> but um, <laughs> bottom line, the thing that really put him over the, over the moon is 
his feud with El Generico. They were great friends. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they were great friends. They were tag team partners in Ring of Honor, PWG, and then things went sour. They had the greatest feud, better than any other feud. Talk, we're talking WCW anywhere. Kevin Steen, El Generico, the greatest feud. Probably, I'm going to say this, independent wrestling history. I'm. That's a bold statement, but they had one of the best feuds ever, in my opinion. It was fucking fantastic. So huge props to Kevin Steen because he was the champion. Uh, was I don't, I don't know if he was the champion at the time. I want to say he was. I'm not 100% on that. But that's Kevin Steen going to Necro Butcher. We said a lot about Necro Butcher on one of our other Best in the Business uh, episodes where we talked about the hardcore wrestlers. And I am proud that a deathmatch wrestler did make the list. But for anyone out there, who says, oh, Necro Butcher, a fucking oh, garbage wrestler, backyard guy, you are fucking stupid. Shut down uh-huh. this fucking video, ed- audio, whatever, however you're listening to us right no, now. No. Stay and listen and learn. Uh, or that, too. That's also a possibility. I probably shouldn't tell people to leave. But anyway, fuck you if you don't think Necro Butcher is anything more than a, a deathmatch hardcore guy. He can go with anybody. He's had epic battles. I'm just, I got a list right here. Sammy Callahan, Samoa Joe, Low Key, Jay Briscoe, Jimmy Jacobs, Brody Lee, Jerry Lynn, Madman Pondo, Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli, Joey Ryan. There he is. Austin Aries, Kevin Steen, El Generico, Matt Tremont, Eddie Edwards, BJ Whitmer, Homicide, John Moxley, and goddamn every fucking top guy in the, in the indies at that point in time when he was with Ring of Honor, IWA, CZW, all those guys. Necro Butcher is the fucking man. I love Necro Butcher. Extremely biased, if you can't tell. Very passionate about Necro Butcher. Um, but goddamn, it's Kevin Steen, okay? It's Kevin Steen. I The thing that really is pointing out over me, I didn't like his whole Mr. Wrestling gimmick, but goddamn... He fucking owned it. It was very generic, but he fucking made it work. He had a horrible fucking look back in the day. I like his like overweight. He he used to be skinnier back in the day, by the way, when he was in when he started out. And I hated that shit. He looks so generic as well. Reminding me of Product Strong. But anyway, Kevin Steen is my pick. I have to go with one of the greatest feuds in independent wrestling history, Kevin Steen. Uh so Rab, how about you go? Uh for the record, Kevin Steen is uh, all-time three and five in IWA Mid South. Three and five. Wow. How yeah, are we going to do? He didn't have, a, didn't have a great record, but he—I mean—he lost to Claudio in Mid South. He lost to Cocabana in Mid South. He lost to Tyler Black in Mid South. He lost to Ian Rodden in Mid South. He lost to Matt Seidel in Mid South. He lost to a lot of guys. Wow. Like most of his most of his losses were at least against bigger guys. But yes, of course he went through Mid-South. I would be shocked to find out there's a single person on this list who didn't go through Mid-South at some point. I want to say that I same thing. Yeah, I'd be surprised. He also did have matches in the States before CZW. Did he? IWS. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, IWS. That, I thought that's in Canada. Uh, he and Strong had a match in Jersey. But okay. For Jer- but Jersey for Alpro. a Canadian company, though. Okay. Nah, oh, you said Jersey oh, Alpro? You said in wah. the States. All right. Wah, whatever. Wah, wah. Okay, whatever. But wah, the first wah, first American wah, wah. company. Your head, that makes sense. First American company, CZW. Anyway, sorry. Go, go for it, Rav. Sorry we interrupted you. Womp, womp, womp. Poor guy. Uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, CZW sucks. That's right. That's what I was. God damn it. Um, I mean, you really, you said most. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot about Necro Butcher in the last one. 
Uh, and I think I said a lot of, you know, I basically made my piece. The, the, the guy was amazing. Um, Sammy Callahan, I, I, I couldn't care less. It's the truth. I mean, I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you care for somebody, but anyone who doesn't, less. doesn't give him the time of the day is missing out. He's, I promise you. He's that. not going to give him the time of day. Is that he's got an awful look. He's terrible on the mic. Awful. He's really boring in the ring. He sucks. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. He sucks. Okay. He's the worst. Actually, I'd like to, to use the rest of my time to talk about how bad Sammy Callahan is. <laughs> no. Fucking <laughs> go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, besides the Sammy Callahan stuff, uh, Bomber said most of what I wanted to say uh, about Steen. And um, and I've gone on about Necro Butcher. Uh, but i got to give it to Steen. I mean, I mean, the stuff that Steen did in the indies... Uh, it's nice to call him Steen again for a second, at least, without sounding like a giant mark. Uh, the, the just all the stuff he did back then, and obviously his everything he did with Generico, and just it was it was all great. It was all great, and and yeah, I gotta go with Steen. All right, Lee, who you got? Okay, I'll fully admit and I'll apologize that I've not seen enough of Sammy Callahan to get like an overall impression of him, other than. Meh, it just does doesn't do it for me. Uh, I, I'll fully fully allow that if I go deeper into his uh, you know his resume, perhaps I'll become a fan of it of his. If you book. go if you go deeper into his resume, you'll see Burger Flipper. Dude, fuck <laughs> off, fuck off. Uh, but but yeah, the stuff I saw did not impress me enough. Where, where to the point where I was like thinking, why is he on this list? Let's put it this way. Uh, and I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm just saying he just sure. didn't do it for me. Uh, man, Kevin Steen, Necro Butcher, this is a really tough one for me. I love Necro Butcher. I want him to go ahead. But Kevin Steen's kind of the total fucking package. Like he, he is like the indie equivalent of the total fucking package where he just can do everything so goddamn well. And in the Indies, he was rocking that fucking singlet. I wish he'd bring that back in the WWE because I'm so tired of fucking t-shirt guys in in the fucking WWE. All these guys wearing jeans and t-shirts and shit. It's like fuck that garbage. You don't look like a goddamn wrestler when you're doing that shit. I love them. I mean, he used a lot of he used a lot of t-shirt in the Indies. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I like the singlet look, like especially in uh, ROH when he when he was doing that shit. Um, and I wish he'd just bring it back, but, uh, either way, Kevin Steen gets the slight, slight victory over Necro Butcher. And I mean, I've already talked about how much I love Necro Butcher and the hardcore thing. So we'll just move on. All right, Scott. Um, to follow up from the last, uh, one where we had Necro on there, I did follow up and watch his match with Joe and it was incredible. And yeah, so there's that, um, Sammy Callahan is one of those where I truly get him mixed up with who I think he actually is. Because there was a period when there was a lot of guys, and it was like there was Generico and Callahan and a few others. I was like, who's who? And I figured out who they all are, and I have a name left over, and it's Callahan. And you might think I'm joking, but I had to look up who the hell that is. God. And I still don't really know. <laughs> so, oh, you guys fucking break my heart. No, that's again, that's not to be spiteful. It's just no, that's I the understand. Point of this, it's on the indies, and some guys just gravitate above. I can't. I make, heard about. I can't make you guys. Fight. I can't make you guys no. give 
people that deserve it a chance. I can't make you no, do that. No, I'm try, I'm trying to be spiteful for the record. I, yeah, I can no, tell. I'm, I'm, I'm being fair. Like I and I said, like I've heard of fight Steen fight for a long time, and I'm like, who's this guy? What's going on? And just how he kind of just took over everything, and it was great and incredible. And then Necro Butcher is just he's Necro Butcher. Um, I got kind of have to go with Steen because he's almost like the Samoa Joe of this bracket in the sense that yeah. Necro's awesome and probably should advance in any other bracket, but that's Kevin Steen. And he, like I said, he's the prototypical indie guy. He's so indie that he does what he does on the indies and that works nationally. So <laughs> like what, one of my favorite things he ever did that I saw, and this is in WWE, so I know it doesn't count, but he's such a heel where he sets up this ladder for this incredible spot, runs at it, and then runs around and punches him in the face. <laughs> that works yep. if you're in front of 20 people or 20,000. That's the kind of stuff. So that's, I'm going with Steen. All right. Yep. Sammy Callahan advances. Here we go. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, Kevin Steen advances. Yeah. Um, Freudian slip there. Yep. What the fuck's going on? Here we go. All right. Next match El Generico versus Claudio Castagnoli versus Pac. All right. Uh, Scott. This is a match. Go ahead. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, this is a match we could actually see right now. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. That's true. Wow. Oh, I undid. I gotta undo something. But go for it. And go so for it, Scott. So um, I think this is the only one that we could actually too. Um, depending what happens with Adam Cole. But anyway, yeah, I got to go first. Yay. Um, I know all three of these guys. <laughs> El Generico, <laughs> Claudio, and Pac. We got Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Neville. Um, Neville's one I heard about literally from Matt Zion talking about how cool Pac is. I was like, gonna say it's a, it's almost a shame he's not here. Yeah, uh, he knows just this to, stuff. Just to so. talk about Pac and just talk talk about a lot of the PWG guys. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he could really have good insight for that. But he's not here, so fuck it. Um, Generico I heard literally because I started hearing about Steam, which I just talked about, and that name comes up too. And at first I thought it was the best joke ever because El Generico, really? That's, that, okay. Must be some jobber. And then it's like, no, he's actually really good? Oh, shit, okay. And Castagnoli I heard quite a bit about as well. Oh, my God. And... He's he's incredible, and it's a tragedy that he's not been a world champion yet in WWE. I'm just going to say that. So I think, though, of the independent ones, I got, kind of have to go with Generico um, because on the same thing I was saying about Steen, the same kind of stuff happens with Generico. He just does the same stuff. He dropped the, the, the name and the mask, and he's doing largely the same stuff, and again, it works nationally. It just... I, I think we've mentioned him before in other ones in our previews, but he's like a modern Christian, but kind of better in a way in that he connects even more with take, people. Take that back. He's, he's a Muslim. He's not a Christian. No, you, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> nice. That was yeah, I, I mean that with all the praise in the world. He's a guy who looks like he can get it done, but is just he gets beat up and you're sympathetic. He, he's one of the masters at that. Mm-hmm. And not just any indie guy can do that. Hell, some guys don't even know how to sell proper, let alone make you buy into the fact that he could also win. So I'm going with Generico. Okay, good pick. Uh, I'm going to go next and uh, not to <clears throat> say you're wrong, but in my... <laughs> this is a good pick, but I'm wrong. Yeah, nice. but nice. El Generico yeah. to me, um, as I said, same thing I said with, with Steen. I seen him the very first match he came into CZW, and the same time, him and Steen followed him from the same time. Um to me, Steen stood out in that match. El Generico, to me, did not stand out in that match. I know this may be unpopular among the people, the listeners, but I never really disliked Generico, but 
I never got on board with Generico in the indies initially. He was a good comedy wrestler. El Generico was a good comedy guy. He, I put him up there with like guys like Colt Cabana. He's very fucking funny. Him and Kevin Steen did some of the best backstage comedy skits. And El, the best thing about El Generico, he didn't speak English, so he would never talk. He would just like make weird sounds and like make funny faces and gestures and stuff. And if you haven't seen a lot of El Generico, just type in like El Generico backstage in like YouTube. You'll find a lot of fucking funny videos. But um, he was primarily for me, from what I could tell, initially just a good comedy wrestler. And I'm not saying that's bad, but when you got guys going out there and beating the shit out of each other every single match, and then you got this comedy thing, it's a good change up, a good change of pace. But to me, it wasn't winning me over as much as it probably should. And obviously, as we can see now, he is a fucking great wrestler. And I'm going to say he did not win me over until I saw his stuff with Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, sorry, in Ring of Honor when they finally started a feud. Um, and that's when he finally did win me over. So it was kind of late in the game for me, for El Generico. Yes, I know he did great things. In, to me, he had a better career in PWG than he did in Ring of Honor, anywhere else in the indies. He was a uh, multi-time world champion, five-time tag team champion. He He's done a lot of shit in PWG. He's had a lot of good shit over there. And I think that's probably, as far as his indie goes, besides his thing with Steen, I think that's his primary bulk of his highlights in the indies. But having said that, I'm going to go down to, who's next? Claudio. Holy fuck. Okay. All right. Claudio Castagnoli. I, I don't know how else to say this. I'm just going to come out and do it. I think Claudio is one of the top gifted wrestlers in the ring of all time. I just want that to sit a minute. Now, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking <laughs> in history of professional wrestling. I'm talking gifted in the ring. Not Obviously, he doesn't have the charisma. He doesn't have all that stuff going for him. But God damn, he is a fucking phenomenal wrestler one of the best matches i ever fucking seen is probably a match that maybe a handful of people has ever watched it's in some fucking company called uwa hardcore wrestling okay i got a i got a sunjay dutt best of sunjay dutt dvd i got from a while back and he had a match with claudio on there it's in his highlights so i was like oh i never heard of this company never seen this let me put this on 2004 claudio versus sunjay dutt uwa hardcore wrestling i haven't watched that match in a long time but I was fucking in awe. It was a perfect fucking mix. Technical, high-flying. They did everything. And 13 fucking years later, that is the match I really do that stands out with Claudio and me. And it's some company that nobody's ever heard of. Probably a handful of people's ever seen that fucking match. I don't know. I have no idea if it's on YouTube. I would search for it. If you're listening, search for it. Um, I don't know if it's there. But anyway, Claudio has had a fantastic uh, independent career, and as I went back and looked on him, I didn't realize how big he was into tag team wrestling. He, him, obviously, Definitely. as kings of wrestling, they dominated all of tag team wrestling. We're talking Ring of Honor, CZW, Chikara. Uh, I don't know about PWG, not 100% on that, but they were tag team champions of Ring of Honor, CZW, Chikara, all at the same time, and at, at that point in time, CZW was up there with Ring of Honor. I know that's hard to believe, but at that time, CZW was one of the top promotions in independent wrestling. So that's saying a lot about uh, Claudio and Chris Hero at that point in time. Um, going, I'm going to skip down now, go to Pac real quick. 
I actually had no clue who Pac was during his independent run. I No joke, very first time I ever heard of Pac. I don't know if you guys ever heard of a game called Extreme Warfare Revenge. Has anybody heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's where you like you create a company and you book shit and you run a company. Yeah, I, I still fuck with it to, to this day. It's a, I, I've played that game more than probably any other game in my life. But I had CZW. Imagine that. I ran a CZW company and I did a little search for the best like open wrestler with the highest high-flying stats. And some guy came up by the name Pac. No idea who he was. Never heard of him. Never seen him. Nothing. I signed him to my CZW roster and he fucking went out there and made amazing matches. Now... That's funny because I go back and look and I go back and watch these matches now while I was doing research for this because I still never seen his stuff before NXT. Uh, No joke. I never watched his stuff before NXT. I go back and I watched it all in the last two weeks. Holy fuck. That guy is fucking superhuman. That was some of the craziest shit. Him and Ricochet, I put them real close to each other. Those two can do some shit that you've never seen anybody do, and they make it look fucking easy. Um, having said that, Pac, as a great wrestler, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, his main independent run was in Dragon Gate, which that is a, a lot of Japanese-based stuff, and I don't know anything about it But as far as whether it's indie or not, but I consider it indie, and I looked at a lot of that stuff, and it looked fucking great. But as far as is he the best indie wrestler of all time? No. Sorry. Uh, great wrestler. Can't rate him up there. Claudio Castagnoli is going to get my pick here. Um, like I said, it's it's kind of close, but not really as far as his... Like right now, Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn, great, doing great, ahead of Claudio. I are ahead of, ahead of uh, uh, Cesaro. Sorry. Cesaro. Yes, Cesaro. But... Indie run, I'm giving the nod to Claudio. Sorry that it took forever, but uh, Lee, how about you go for it? Okay. I don't uh, want to say that one, sorry. I'll fully admit that uh, Neville as Pac, I've not seen any of his fucking indie stuff. So, again, I sort of apologize there. It's kind of hard to judge that. I mean, as, as he is now, fucking amazing. He's one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Just the shit he's doing in the... 205 is really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love him as the anti kind of cruiserweight wrestler in the cruiserweight division. It's, it's pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, Claudio, really, really fucking amazing in the indies. Um, it's a, it, it is a goddamn shame that he has not become a world champion yet at this point. Because uh, I do think he does have the charisma and personality in him. It's just he's been kind of pegged into a certain hole in the WWE and he's not been allowed to really flourish. I mean, they've, it seems like they've assigned him with like 18 different gimmicks all at once at some points. And it's, it's just a mess, but, um, El Generico is fucking amazing. I love all of his independent stuff. His feud with Steen is legendary shit. And I mean, (laughs) they've basically built his entire WWE career right now on just replaying that feud, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Generico, and he's going to go. He, he has to go. Uh, he, he is the believable underdog who can get it done in the ring. Who is You, you can believe that he would beat bigger, more technically skilled, more experienced opponents. And, uh, yeah, Generico. All right. There's two for uh, Generico, one for Claudio. Rab, who you got? 
Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll talk about Pac first. Um, I didn't see a lot of his stuff. I saw some of it, and all because of Rami, all because of Matt Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, which once again, it's a shame he's not here. But you know, fuck him. Yeah, he probably would have picked Pac <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, oh, he would have picked Pac for sure. He, yeah. he was huge. He was big in a pocket. I just remember talking about him so much until I saw it, and you know, I go, "Oh shit, this guy's incredible." And I mean, we're seeing it now, obviously. Um, but for me, and for me, it's it's pretty it's pretty easy. I mean, I re- okay, so I really like Generico, and I really like. I, I disagree with the idea that he was just a comedy wrestler. He was a guy who was able to take what should be a purely comedy gimmick and turn it into something serious with Steen. And right. So, so I, I disagree with the idea that it, he was a comedy yeah. wrestler. He was just a comedy wrestler the way Cole Cabana was. Um, sure. I Remember I said initially, though, I don't want to fight you here, but initially I said he won me over as a serious guy once he started doing the stuff with Steen as far as their Okay, food. okay. I'm just, just, just saying, just saying. Yep. Um. I mean, I love the idea. I, I, I like some. I can't remember who mentioned it, but someone mentioned the idea when you first heard of him. You hear that 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 sounds like a joke. That can't be real. That can't be a real thing that works. Um, but sure enough, it was, and and he did incredible things with this gimmick, and he, he just incredible following. I mean, at one point, no one was making as much money on the indies as Generico was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. He he was in such demand everywhere. Here and in Japan, he's just in in demand, just to go everywhere. He's making that much money, and I remember there was a lot of talk like, "Oh, he's never going to come to the AE because it's just not worth it for him because he's got all this money." But for me, uh, the stuff Claudio did back in the day, uh, you're talking about just in different tag team wrestling with King of, with the Kings of Wrestling, and just in general the stuff he did in the ring and the the way he worked in the ring. Still to this day, but but even truer back in the Indies, and he was another guy who went all around the world. And uh, I got to go with Claudio on this one. All right, I respect that, and it makes me happy too. By the way, if you didn't see Claudio in the Indies, just picture Claudio now, but not as bulky, and he had long hair, a little bit of hair, yeah, a little bit of hair. <laughs> yeah. He was getting the he was getting the skullet going on, a yeah, there. yeah, he was getting the skullet going at one point, man. That that was not a good look. <laughs> but all right, that means we have a tie between El Generico and Claudio Castagnoli. All right, here we go. Uh Lee, we're going to you for the coin toss here. Call it right now. Flipping it. Heads. It's tails. It is tails. It is Whoa! tails. That means Claudio Castagnoli is going to advance in this match. Uh, I can't I, I can never grow his hair back. Well, he, I don't think he can at this point. Can what? He? <laughs> there was a lot of points when he had hair that he couldn't grow it at that point either. Yeah. Well, I don't think they'll let him because you can't have more than like two skulls in one federation and already fucking uh, what's-his-face has got the big skullet there going on. So. Uh, right. Who, uh, what's Luke Harper? No, not Luke Harper. Oh, he's in the Luke back. Har- no, in Luke back. Harper's got one now. In the back, yeah. No, the Luke Harp, the one with Luke Harper, that's like an actual scar that prevents him from growing hair. Oh, but, is uh, it? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like a big fucking patch of skull that got ripped off in a match or something. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. I did not know I'm, that. I'm, oh, yeah, I, thought, I'm thinking, I thought he was just getting monkey butt. No, no. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, what's his fucking face that beat up Ziggler for like 18 months uh, with the bad oh, pants. Oh, yes. Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, yeah, yeah, he's got the skull. He's got the whale and mercy I going can, on. I can right see now. that coming, yeah. He, I can he's see trying that. to fake it. He's trying to fake it. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, we got the next match, Homicide versus Jay Lethal versus Nigel McGuinness. Scott, how about you start this one off? Okay. Um, Should be fun. This is a close. To me, this is probably one of the closest ones besides the last match. Why is Homicide even there? Wow. Uh, no, it was it was better that you even said guys, that. Guys, I, I hope I hope everybody that. I hope everybody enjoyed Scott on the show. This is his last show. Yeah, because uh, I'm kind of hating Scott right now. Yeah, Homicide's <laughs> fucking amazing. No, but keep homicide it, go for to it. me, Homicide Yo, to I, me is, Lee. Are you serious? To me, Homicide is always that guy who kind of was like there in TNA. Again, I don't know. I don't watch indie stuff, so you can't blame me for not knowing indie stuff when I say I don't know indie stuff. But sure, sure. from what I do know. I know him from TNA, and that's it. Um, Jay Lethal's pretty awesome. I, I'm, I'm going to say that. Uh, but Nigel McGuinness, I saw him briefly with some of his stuff, but he won me over immediately. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, he should have been world champion TNA as Desmond Wolf, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, he is just super great and awesome in every way, and I think he outclasses both of those guys. And yeah, I mean, I liked Homicide for what he was, but I don't know him as anything beyond that, and I never think of him as an indie guy. So wow. I know, and, and as wrong as that might be, that's how I know him. Jay Lethal, though, is kind of the new indie king, if it's Ring of Honor, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he's fine there, but... The longer it's going, it seems to me like he's not going to break from that. Like, he went to TNA, reached a point, and then went back down, and he's not going to be able to get out. And for some, that's fine. They're okay down there, like your Daniels and that. Like, it's 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 a, a, a long journey of things, but it doesn't seem like that's where he wants to be. Like, it seems like he missed the chance, to, to me, for Lethal. I know that might sound weird, but it just seems like he really could have made it beyond that. And didn't, and now he's kind of stuck there. Um, McGinnis, though, just injuries prevented that from happening, and TNA kind of screwed him over. And yeah, it was it was a shame. But everything I saw about McGinnis, I, I've never seen anything I didn't like about him. So I'm going with McGinnis. All right, uh, I'll go first. Just a fucking first. Go, going or, second. Sorry, second, going second, second. Just Christ, just a, going... that worthless, huh? Just to right. make it kind of was because I'm about to fucking call Anyone, you. Any... Anyone can, I think anyone here is going to talk favorably about homicide. Though. I think so. I think so. It's okay that I know. I understand you're not. You're not big into the Indies. It's okay. So we won't call you out too much. But and, again, I'll, I'll just preface that it's not for lack of caring. I just don't have the experience with it. I understand. It's and a big difference. It's perfect. not like it's so little. I don't bother with the I, small stuff. And I I'm actually. So the audience knows that. I like the stuff I see when I see it. I just mm-hmm. never sought it out. And it's like, oh, there's also that. That's neat. I've not seen it. And when That's we. All. And when we were talking about doing this, Matt Zion brought up a great point that it is fun to have somebody on the show on this show right here that isn't the biggest indie guy, so they can oh, yeah. they have an outside indie like look on things. So that is that is a good spin on things. I do. Yeah, like I that. almost didn't bother to come on like freely because yeah. what, what what do I know? <laughs> yeah, but I do, I do like that spin on things. But I will tell you, you're wrong as fucking homicide. All That's right, so fair. anyway, so this one if I, prove me wrong. Let's see. I, I'm gonna tell you, I, dude. I had so much to say about all three of these guys, but I'm gonna spoil it right now and say I'm picking homicide for my pick. Um, but Jay Lethal, I'll tell you this right now. I did have a lot to say about him. He would be closer to getting the win here. He still would not get it over a homicide, but I do not count any of his current stuff that he's doing right now, which is, it sucks because it is fucking amazing. But as I said, since 2011 ring of honor, not indie in my opinion. I mean, well, technically. So 
it doesn't count for me. But Jay Lethal is fucking killing it and is running that fucking company, right? Fucking well, since I think 2014 when he uh, got the second television title. Anyway, uh, one thing that I did want to point out about Jay Lethal that you brought up TNA. Uh, one of the best segments TNA's ever done is the whole uh, woo off or whatever it was with Ric Flair. I hope you guys have seen that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. I went, I watched that like three times today. No joke. I watched it like three times today. Um, but anyway, Jay Lethal, unfortunately, he did not have a very good independent career before he went to TNA. And then after he came out, that's when he became the big Ring of Honor guy. But unfortunately, that was under Sinclair. So to me, I'm not counting that. So he came out as Hydro in originally in. Uh, Ring of Honor, which I think that may go down as the worst fucking uh, name of all time, maybe. I'm not sure. Pretty close. But, uh, yeah, Jay Lethal, unfortunately, he did not have a great career in the independence. He had a good one, but not a great one. He had a good run as uh, pure champion and whatnot, but didn't quite cut it. Um, go to Nigel McGuinness. Okay, here it is. Nigel McGuinness is a Ring of Honor leg- uh, legend. I know that. I know that. I've seen a lot of... He is a hard-hitting motherfucker. He put on some great fucking match with Samoa Joe. He ended up... He actually dethroned him to take the pure title, which he ended up being... Nigel McGuinness ended up being, like, the greatest pure champion of all time. Yeah, when I, I mean, when, when I think of the pure championship in ROH, you, I think of yep, Nigel McGuinness. Uh, yeah. I, I 100%. I, I, I do, too. And for, I, I'm surprised they got rid of the title. They merged it with the world title. They unite, uh, unified it. That was... It's kind of disheartening. But anyway... um. Uh, he, I don't know how to put it. He's not as generic as a lot of people, but something about Nigel McGinnis to me, something about him doesn't jump out at me. I, I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler and he's nowhere near like I was shitting on Roderick Strong earlier. Nowhere near Roderick Strong. Um, something about him, man. I don't know. He's good on commentary now. He's, he, he seems to have the, the charisma, but something about him. I don't know what it is. I've seen a good amount of stuff from him, and it's good. I just can't put my finger on it. I really can't. Something about Nigel McGuinness is not jumping out at me as one of the best independent wrestlers of all time. And he's had he's had a pretty good run. I know it was cut short, but he had a really good fucking run, and I'm not saying he didn't. He he almost had like the greatest run for the world title. Almost He did have the greatest run for the pure title. He dominated... Ring of Honor for a long period of time. But for some reason, I can't put my finger on it. He can't, he's not up there. But Homicide, on the other hand, wow. Okay. I am a huge Homicide fan. I, his stuff in TNA hasn't been great, but we're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about his stuff with Ring of Honor, where everybody, you know, Ring of Honor, they got that code of conduct. You got a fucking, you got handshakes and jerk offs and all that bullshit. But, Homicide was one of the first guys that I can remember that said, you know what, go to conduct, fuck that shit. I'm going to go out here and fucking fight. And that stood out. That made Homicide to me stand out as a badass. He was ready to go out there and fucking just throw down. And that was big. But then, then he had that fucking thing with Steve Carino. I don't know if you guys seen the infamous yeah, no, no, fucking no, riot, right? And I know it was, it was staged and all that, but that shit looked fucking legit. That was good stuff. They had fans jumping the barricades, coming out, making it look like they were actually going out there to fucking kill Steve Carino and all this. It was, it, it was just mayhem, and it looked fucking great. That was huge back in the day. And that was, guess who was in the middle of that? Fucking Homicide. 
Homicide, he's he's been everywhere, literally everywhere. Ring of Honor, PWG, CZW, Jersey All Pro. He's been everywhere. He's had is an he IWA himself. I probably. I okay, stat, stat check. I'm that. on it. Yep, stat check it. Probably. Um, he's been fucking everywhere. Maybe IWA Mid South, and he's still working on the indie scene. I know he just came back to Impact, but he's still working the indie scene, still tearing it up, still doing good fucking matches. He's definitely not as hot as he was. But to me, out of these three, it is close between him and uh, between Homicide and uh, McGinnis. But I'm gonna give the close nod, in my opinion, to Homicide. I may be a little somewhat biased with his CZW Ring of Honor feud, what he did there with the whole coming in, saving Ring of Honor, and fuck Ring of Honor, by the way, and then defeating CZW in the Cage of Death match. But I'm going to give my vote to uh, Homicide here. Um, Lee, you want to go next? Before you go, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh. Ie was in the IWA. Um, doesn't say Mid-South, but oh. it, was the por- it was a Puerto Rico one. So I don't think he ever oh. went to IWA. Oh, I don't know. No, I, I actually have some matches here with you do. Him, okay. Chris Hero in good, IWA good, good. Mid-South. Chris Hero, yeah, you said? Good. Good, good. Yeah, of course it would be. Chris Hero fucking fought everybody in IWM and so. <laughs> All right, Lee, who you got? Yeah, okay, so the biggest problem with Nigel McGuinness, he's an amazing worker, he's world-class, his career was unfortunately cut short, so that kind of hampers him as far as I'm concerned with this bracket. Um, Jay Lethal, you're totally right here, Bomber, where his career never really took off until he hit TNA, and then he went back to ROH, and that again kind of shortens his his kind of overall impact for me. I mean, I, I'll honestly say Jay Lethal. I think he's one of the most. He's 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 just fucking world class. He's one of the greatest workers right I, now. I can agree in, with that. in wrestling. Okay, so I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but he didn't really get there until this latest run with ROH. Uh, he did some amazing stuff in TNA, and I will agree that I won't quite count TNA as an indie. I will count ROH as an indie, but it's 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 a shorter time frame for him. Homicide, total indie, and he is essentially the new Jack who can actually fucking work. And big time, I I love fucking Homicide. Homicide is a fucking amazing uh, indie wrestler, amazing wrestler overall, great character, and Homicide just goes ahead. Without a fucking question for me on this bracket, you know that's a that's a good uh, comparison there. The new Jack that can wrestle—that's pretty good. I, like I thought that. That, that sounds that sounds it. What? I would never thought of some saying something like that, but it sounds so right. Yeah, it's pretty. It, I like that. Yeah, he even like he even did some like uh, some stuff like forks and one. That's kind of Abdul the Butcher, but he kind of did a couple a little bit of that back in the day too. But uh, rap, who you got? Uh, I mean, this is pretty easy for me. Um, Nothing against Nigel McGuinness. Uh, you know, like I said before, you know, when you think of the ROH Pure Championship, if there's one guy you think about, you think of Nigel McGuinness. Uh, he had some great matches in the early days of, of ROH and, and even later on. Um, but he wasn't quite there for me to the level that uh, Homicide was. I mean, my vote's going to go to Homicide, early spoiler. Um, Jay Lethal, for me... Jay Lethal was one of those guys that I always saw and thought, man, that guy's going to be something someday. And then at one point I remember thinking, ah, oh, he might have stalled out. Obviously right now we're at the point where, where he's just one of the top guys, in the, one of the most entertaining wrestlers there is right now. Uh, if, you, if, you want, if, if you want to be entertained, just watch Jay Lethal, whether it be in the ring, on the mic, just in general. Um, but if we're talking about over a longer time, 
homicide i mean all the stuff homicide did you know like like bomber mentioned he was one of the first guys he, he just easy heat but it's going fuck this code of honor bullshit and easy easy heat i mean he had some he had a great feud with with uh the american dragon at the time with you know brian danielson um who we'll get to soon but I mean that was that was one of the first big feuds between a guy like like Brian Danielson who was all about the code of honor against a guy like Homicide who couldn't give a fuck about it, and and that was one of the things that built up ROH, uh, and 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 just all his different feuds with, with Steve Carino, with Brian Danielson, with Cole Cabana, I mean, even his stuff in TNA. But we're not counting that. But just in general, I mean, homicide gets this this win for me easy. All right, <clears throat> well there you go. That's a big uh, middle finger to Scott right there. But hey, it's okay. You didn't know. You didn't know. And that's kind of the the point that, of it. That's that is, fine. I don't. I'm um, just it, but it, it does really show the level of what people do know of it and mm-hmm. what might not. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to this who are in the same bracket as I am, and like I, I watch national stuff. Yep. Who's this guy? And I guarantee also, you. There's a lot of guys that are going to side with you and pick McGinnis because McGinnis did yeah. have a great – nobody's saying he didn't have a good run. He did have and, an amazing indie run. And mentioned, we mentioned in there – we mentioned Carino in that. And spoiler, there's three more names coming up. He's not one of those. Carino's probably the biggest one that we left out, I think. That's possible, yeah. He's possible. one of the bigger ones in that regard. So, I can, I can see that. Spoilers. But here we go. All Speaking right. Big names. Speaking of big names, somehow, I, I don't know how this happened, somehow we had three loaded names drop into one match. Um, and it's going to be right here, right now, the last match of round two or round one. CM Punk versus Brian Danielson versus Tyler Black. And if you don't know who's who, Brian Danielson happens to be Daniel Bryan. Tyler Black happens to be Seth Rollins. And CM Punk, you can guess. All right. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Oh, okay, Rab, go for it. Go first. Go first. I mean, this is obviously one of the tougher ones. Yes. Uh, for me, this is. It's funny because I found I was, a couple of years ago. I found a uh, some survey I had sent out to fucking prowrestling.com or some shit, where it said to name your favorite wrestlers. And sure enough, this was like 2004, 2003. Right at the top of the list, we had CM Punk and Brandon Dial. Uh, Brian Danielson, Brian Danielson. They're going to get um, So to have these two guys, these two guys who I've been such a huge fan of for, you know, going on 15 years at this point. I mean, for me, these two guys is what the Indies was when I was watching. Watching these young guys come out and just fucking put everyone to shame. Uh, you know, CM Punk, his fuse, I mean, I talked about Raven on the last one, and a lot of that had to do with his feud with CM Punk in all these different in all these different indies all over the place, and the stuff that Punk did, you know, was at another level um, as far as as just gimmick and as far as you know uh, in the ring and uh, you know sucking people into matches. And then you got Brian Danielson, who who arguably was the best pure wrestler in the world for most of for a lot of his indie. I mean, that's one of those guys where he was he's so so young, and but you saw it immediately. And I mean, for for me, 
And this is really, really tough. Um, oh, yeah, Tyler Black was there too. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, Tyler Black, to be fair, in any other bracket would probably have a fighting chance. Um, True. He I did some great. Seen. He did some great stuff. Uh, that's obviously. Uh, did we say it was Seth Rollins? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yep. Okay. That was Seth Rollins, um, and that was one of those big, exciting names when when they, when he signed with uh, WWE. Uh, you know, I've, I've I was lucky enough to meet him a few times uh, back oh, when nice. he was in FCW. Really, really cool dude. Um, and on top of that, just crazy driven. Um, and a crazy good wrestler, especially in the Indies. Honestly, I think he was better back then than he is now. Hmm. But he doesn't hold a candle to CM Punk or or, or Brian Danielson. Um, this is in- incredibly tough for me. Honestly, CM Punk is probably one of the big reasons I'm a straight edge. Oh, you're a straight edge. I am. I'm straight edge. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Did not know that. Has that never come up? I don't think we've. I don't. Not that I know of. Well, well, I am, and uh, CM okay. Punk's probably a big reason for it. You know, nothing wrong with that. When you're when you're 13, you see that someone can be a badass and also not drink or smoke or <clears> any <throat> of that shit. Uh, that that has an impact on you. Um. So I think I think I'm gonna have to go with CM Punk. Okay. Nothing. Can't argue that. All right, uh, Lee, you ready to do this thing? Who you got? I'm regretting my decision already. It's, it's a tough <laughs> Dude, this is a tough one. All right, Lee, unmute your microphone and commence. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Yep, I okay. know. Yep, you're good. He was speechless. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree with uh, Rab Tyler Black on any other bracket would probably do much better. But he just kind of pales in comparison to the other two on this. It's just like comparing, I don't know, fucking uh, Iggy Pop and David Bowie to like the lead singer of Nickelback or some shit. Oh, like yeah. it's just it, it, no, it, it, no that, that's a little rough. Hey, a little hey, rough. hey, Nickelback. I know you're Canadian. Like <laughs> <They're> Canadian. <laughs> it, just, it it just doesn't work. He meant uh, it. <laughs> It, it just doesn't work, but uh, I mean, these fuck. two guys—if they could—if they were on opposite side of the brackets, could be the finals. Yes, they could definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, man, CM Punk is one of the all-time greatest characters in the indies ever. His feud of Raven is fucking legendary. That fucking straight edge character is one of the greatest heels ever in wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. Yep, I agree. Because. Man, the heat that motherfucker got, and he was—he he brought that to the WWE too. He just got that fucking heat. Um, where it kind of breaks down for me is I think Brian Danielson just wanted it more than CM Punk did. I think Brian Danielson is kind of the personification of pro wrestling, right into the DNA of a of a of a person, and. I mean, if that guy could still wrestle, he'd be doing it right now, like no doubt. And he, his career was just taken away from him far too early, which is unfortunate. But man, his stuff in the indies is so good, and it's the kind of stuff I really like. Like it's the, this is the guy who, you know, mentored by William Regal kind of shit. Where it's just, I love that style of fucking wrestling, and I got to go for Brian Danielson overall. I just, I. 
when I look at it, it just stacks up. He is pure wrestling, and I think he's a much better character, and he's got more charisma than people gave him credit for in the Indies as well. But he brought it out in his work, which is something I also gravitate towards. So there you go. All right, we got one Brian Danielson, one CM Punk. Scott, who you got? Um, I'll just chime in at the start like the rest, saying this is probably the toughest bracket, and Tyler Black is a victim of the bracket. Um, probably <laughs> why, probably my favorite reason why we don't do seeding is stuff like this happens. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get really interesting discussion. And I agree that Punk and Danielson, um, th- these are two guys, again, I come from the I know national stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I heard about Punk, we talked about with Hero and Joe. I heard about that, this guy. I'm like, who's this guy? And Danielson was one that, I, I mean, th- this is how silly it is, but I heard the nickname American Dragon and went, who's that? That sounds cool. Yeah. And, man, and I mean, when he first broke out, American Dragon was on everyone's tongue. I mean, yeah. everyone was talking about the American Dragon. Wasn't that his actual name? That was his actual name. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So, and, then it became, and he you know, was the American Dragon. American Danielson, yeah, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Yeah, he, he um, was really the next guy after Reckless Youth. Like he was like, kind of the, the son of Reckless Youth to a certain who degree. When you almost made the list. By the way, know. thank you for bringing that name up. There's there's yeah. a name. Sammy that, Callahan's on the list. That two he, of he us literally was for. dropped out because no one knew anything about him. We just knew he probably should uh, be there, actually, and that was not reason enough to keep him. Actually, I think it was Zion who was the only person that had no clue who he was. Like the rest of us, I'd heard of the name. Yeah, well, me and me and Lee, I think like very yeah, I, much I, appreciate I've, I've his seen, work. Yeah, I've seen his stuff. Well, yeah. I, I had also. I mean, I also knew over Callahan then. Yeah, we should have Norman Smiley him in. <laughs> God, Norman smiling him over Kevin Steen. I'm sure that would work. No, no, uh, over Callahan. No, over Callahan. Just, just oh. to get in there versus Sure, Steen. sure. Anyway, sure. um, but with with these guys, like I said, with Danielson and Punk, I, like I said, I've I've heard of guys. I'll go look. I'll see the 90 minute match. I'll look this stuff up. It's cool shit. Joe and Necro and whatnot. But when I started watching stuff for Punk and Danielson, I kept watching. I'm like, what else is there? I need I need more. And they're the two of the guys really to pull that off with me. And. Their gimmicks are great because they both have the sense of this gimmick of being straight edge or being like, I'm the pure best. And that works as a great heel. Like, I'm better than you because of this. and I'm better than you because I just am better. Mm-hmm. But they also work amazing as good guys with the same gimmick. Like, I'm so good. Look how great I am. Let's go be awesome. Or I'm straight edge. I don't need anything like these jerk bad guys. It's incredible. And they're, they're even in that regard, too. Punk, for me, really stood out after Summer of Punk 2, and I'm calling it that specifically because when I heard of that, and that's what people were calling it, I went, 2? What's the first one? And that's when I started digging and finding Oh, the first Summer of Punk was... Yeah. So that's where that came from. But Danielson, I just kind of liked from day one, when he was coming into NXT, I was like, "This, this guy's awesome. And it's a hard one, because I think Punk connected on a bigger level, but Danielson just connected better, if that makes any sense. Like, it, it's it's a hard, it's really hard to describe it. But I think whenever I see Punk matches, this is going to sound weird coming from a guy who loves Bret Hart. They're very Bret Hart like in that they're different, but they're always still kind of similar at the same time. You still get the same kind of stuff, maybe in a different order. But Danielson, you never know what the hell you're going to get, and you end up getting sometimes the same stuff and sometimes not. So. I'm sure many punk fans are wanting to crucify me, but I mean that in the best way. He's able to make that stuff work, but it always kind of ended up in the same area. 
but I, I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's I, I'm calling it Bret Hart like that's a good thing. Um, but Danielson, I think, is just that much better. He just came out a little bit better, edged it over. I was rooting for him in their feud in 2011 for crying out loud. So the, we'll throw that in too, even though it's not indie, but you get my my meaning there. So I gotta go with Danielson on that. Okay. It's it's hard, but it's Danielson. <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. All right. And well. Paul, I'll say right now, we're in the last bracket on this. I probably would have picked Punk over anybody in any other bracket. Maybe not AJ. I don't know. But that's how tough this bracket is. It's it's it's, it's killer, man. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make my pick now. We got two votes for Danielson, two, uh, one for Punk, and we got zero right now for Tyler Black. But let me uh, let me fill you in on something for Tyler Black here real quick. Uh-oh. I wonder how this is gonna go. CMCW. <laughs> I, I wonder who. I wonder who bombers. He's probably gonna pick Brian Danielson. Well, CM Punk. You mean CZW? M's an upside down W. You almost got it right there in the name. Uh. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start with CM Punk then, <laughs> since we're starting CZW. Uh, CM Punk did have one match in CZW. If you haven't seen the video. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. I document that, and they wrestle in CZW, the series there, um, where I talk about CM Punk's one match, his controversial match in CZW. Wasn't that great? That was my first match I seen of CM Punk, by the way. That's a fun fact. Um, I watched it on VHS when I used to buy CZ, CZW shows on VHS as soon as they came out, every single every single show from smartmarkvideo.com. There's a plug. But... um. That was my first impression of CM Punk. Um, I know there was a huge buzz at that point in time. Around 2002, I think it was, around CM Punk. Even while I was watching it, they were like, what's up? Oh, right about the 2002. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, but I remember even watching the CCW thing. They're like, oh, God, is he here? Everybody's been talking about him. Oh, no, he's the number one guy. And so, so they, like, everybody was hyping CM Punk up at this point in time. And this is back in 2002. So when he came in, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be, this is crazy. Everybody loves this guy. This guy must be great. And the match fucking wasn't good. I was like, I'm not going to lie, after the match, I was like, wait, so this was the CM Punk guy that everybody likes? What the fuck? Who, who gives a fuck about this guy? Um, that's the, at that point in time, the ignorant I'm all about one company uh, fan in me that saw that. So obviously later on, I did develop uh, a little more, a little more uh, branching out and I did see a lot more stuff like. I said earlier, I'm going to bring up IWA Mid-South. Some of CM Punk's best matches, I still say to this day, to this day, are some of his stuff in IWA Mid-South. Now, I am not, I know I've been plugging it and talking about it. I am not a big IWA Mid-South fan. I know there's a lot of garbage and stuff in there, but some of his best shit was in IWA Mid-South. And he was a five-time IWA Mid-South world champion. Let me tell you right now, I have this wrote down. Let me tell you some of these names that he beat for the IWA Mid-South heavyweight title. Chris Hero, Eddie fucking Guerrero, M-Dog 20, which some of you may know is Son of Havoc in um, uh, right. Lucha Underground, yeah. BJ Whitmer, yeah. he's a big Ring of Honor guy, and yep. his last title reign... He started it when he beat AJ Styles for the title. So, uh, first of all, that says a little something about I Do Been South, which I've never really gave credit to until this day, which is funny. But Eddie fucking Guerrero, like he beat those names that, in I Do Been South. There's a triple. There's a triple threat match between Punk, Guerrero, and Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. in IWA Mid South. Wow, Rey Mysterio. Everyone out there should check out. 
All right. I'm, hey, I'm going to do it after this. I've been watching a lot of fucking shit. I might as well not stop right now. Um, but let me just nail through this because I got a lot to say about this match. There's a lot about this match here. I'm going to try to go through as quick as possible. CM Punk, goddamn, that motherfucker has competed in more 60-minute time limit fucking draws than any fucking person in the history of wrestling. Every time I go back and look, he fucking finished a match by a draw, 60-minute time limit. God damn, that fucking gets on my nerves. I know that was Ring of Honor's fucking hard-on thing back in the day. They always fucking went to time limit draws, but fuck that. Um, CM Punk, though, let's say best work in the indies. God damn, him and Samoa Joe, their best, uh, their three-match series. Again, two, two of them ended in draws, but match of the year quality, match of the year everything. Every one of those matches were fucking fantastic. I can't discredit either fucking guy. This was during the summer of punk run that everybody knows about. And then the whole, he won the title. He was going to WWE. He was going to take the title. Then he's like signing the contract on the title. Some of the craziest. That's like Medusa throwing the fucking women's title in the trash can shit. That's good fucking shit. Some of the best stuff ever that I have seen in the independent scene. Ever. Like, that is some fucking heat. That is some good fucking shit. Um, and that's how you end a fucking indie run, by the way. If you want to know how you fucking end the indie run and go on to the mainstream, that's how you do it. CM Punk ended his indie career with a huge fucking exclamation point. That's what I'm ending on him. I'm going to go to Tyler Black real quick because that's who I wanted to start with. But let me tell you, him and Jimmy Jacobs were a fantastic fucking tag team. The Age of the Fall, they had the best debut I have ever seen. IWA Mid-South. He made his good. He made a career there and bumped him up to Ring of Honor for his debut, right? Him and Jimmy Jacobs come in. They come in with Necro Butcher. They attack the Briscoe Brothers. And then one of the craziest things I ever seen, they they hang Jay Briscoe up by his feet. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. They like wrapped him up in like chains and stuff. It was a ladder match before that. And they raise him up above the ring. Jay Briscoe is busted open. Jimmy Jacobs stands below him in a white coat while Jay Briscoe bleeds down on top of him and cuts a fucking amazing promo introducing him, Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, and they're the age of fall. They're there. At the end of his promo, he's covered in Jay Briscoe's blood. One of the coolest fucking things I have ever seen in wrestling. It is so fucking cool. And that explained everything about him, Tyler Black, and Jimmy Jacobs. I fucking love them as a tag team. They went on to hold tag team titles in Ring of Honor, PWG, probably fucking other companies. I have no idea, but I know those for sure. Um, but the thing with Tyler Black is once he split with Jimmy Jacobs, he pursued the Ring of Honor title. There was a lot of controversy, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. He didn't get the title as quick as he should have, whatever. His run wasn't that great, but what I really hated about the way he left was they copied CM Punk's exit, pretty much. That's fucking... So distasteful for me. They, he did the whole thing. I'm going to WWE and I'm going to take this title with me. The whole fucking thing CM Punk did, they just carbon copied it. And that, to me, killed his whole end exiting the indie scene to me. So Tyler Black, good, not great in the uh, indie scene. Now we go on to Daniel uh, or Brian Danielson. Sorry. Okay. Here it comes. I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to go out there and say, it, guys. Uh, I I understand why a ton of people love uh, Danielson. I do. He's touted as 
the best indie, uh, the best technical wrestler in independent wrestling, all of wrestling. He always went out there, did crazy shit, finished people in different ways every single night. I got it. I understand that. That's good. Um, from 2004 to... And that's why he gets your vote. From 2004 to 2009, Brian... Listen to this motherfucker so dismissive. Oh, I understand he's got so many titles. I mean, he. I mean, he was a two-time PWG champion, uh, one-time Ring of Honor champion, pure champion, IWGP. Wait, we're not going to count that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, but let's be honest though. 100 percent honest here, guys. You motherfucker. Legit. From 2004 to 2009, Brian Danielson was Ring of Honor. Okay, I'm not going to discredit anything oh. he's done. I'm really not. I did watch him during the CZW. There was legit heat between the CZW Ring of Honor feud. I don't know if everybody is privy to what went down during that time frame. There was a lot of shit that a lot of guys did that really did piss people off. And there was some real heat between Dan- uh, Brian Danielson and CZW. And that fueled the fire, man. It really made a lot of CZW fans fucking hate him. As well as a lot of other guys in Ring of Honor. But I can't doubt how legendary... Brian Danielson's run was in Ring of Honor. His 400 and some day title run, amazing. He fought literally everyone that we have on this list that ran through Ring of Honor. Brian Danielson defended his world title against those guys. That's bottom line. And I think that says a whole fucking lot. And there was, we talked about buzz. There was a lot of fucking buzz around Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. And there was also a lot of buzz around CM Punk. And at the end of the day, I have to pick one person. And to me, this is really fucking close. And I don't want anybody to fucking hate me. But I'm going to pick CM Punk as my pick for this match. No kidding. Because No, I no, don't. No, this is you know fucking this is a legit toss up. No, no joke. No joke. No, no. I mean, I picked him. I picked CM Punk too. I know no, you I, did. Yes. No, 100%. but no kidding. I, th- I thought for sure you were going to pick Brian Danielson. No, I... <laughs> Everyone saw this coming. No, Come on, I'm not bro. discrediting a single fucking thing he did in the indies. He I, did I know, a great job. I know job. you're not. I know, you, I know that you know a lot of people really think a lot of him. You know, uh, there's a lot of people he was, who think a lot. You got to admit, I know, though. I know, I know what you're saying. You're not trying on. to say anything bad. No, I'm going to say this, though. You got to admit, though. Everybody in here has to admit he was a bit bland looking. You got to admit that. He did not stand out. When you saw this guy, you have to admit that he didn't have perhaps the look. Is anybody, everybody on agreement with that? Oh, 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 wait, wait, what? Oh, because he had a bald head and CM Punk had bleach blonde, long hair. No, it has nothing to do with CM Punk. I'm just talking about he, he literally just had solid maroon trunks, knee pads and boots. Not saying that's horrible, but I'm just saying at the time where guys are standing out and making themselves look a lot different. He's coming in, and he just doesn't have a different look. I'm not saying that's discrediting his wrestling. I'm just saying his look wasn't jumping out as much as everybody else was at that point. <sighs> well, well, you're talking to the wrong guy because I totally gravitated towards him the first sure. time I fucking saw him. So. I, have, I have no – there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. What's wrong with that at all? He won a lot of championships. He's really good. He just is. Not can I change, my, can I change my vote? No, hold on. I, I, I did I was given stats earlier. Uh, CM Punk debuted nineteen ninety nine. Total titles twenty six titles to his career. Brian Danielson nineteen ninety nine debut as well. 
total titles, also 26 to his career. These guys, wow. these guys both debuted the same year, ended, well, I don't know if CM Punk's literally done with his career, or, I mean, Brian Daniels seems back. to be done, but like either, either way, right now, as we're recording this, they're both tied titles. They debut the same time. They've had a really good career, Ring of Honor, really good around the indies. These guys are fucking mere images, and it really comes down to tastes and stuff. And I really like the stuff that Punk did in IWA. I love the stuff he did with Joe. I love the Summer of Punk with the whole signing the title on the uh, signing the contract on the title. That stuff stands out to me more than Danielson's good wrestling matches. They both had great matches. Not good. Punk, not good. Okay, great. Not great wrestling, wrestling matches. Yes. <laughs> to me, Punk edges. Brian Danielson, if you don't agree with me, fuck off. If you do, good for you. But no, that, that's fair because I, I will give CM Punk credit, uh, not for his, not for something he did in the Indies, but something he did in WWE where uh, the match he had, uh, what was it, um, the one with with uh, John Cena where he finally won and beat him after yes. he, you know, he started his run. That was one of those moments that actually kind of de-evolved me back into a kid watching wrestling like for the first time with my grandfather it like was, that was one of those moments that like made me a total fucking mark again so i will give him credit for that mm-hmm. so all right um can, we I, have, can i change my vote we do have a tie do you really want to change your vote i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say you can't but if you really want to change I your vote go, you're I've deciding go back and forth on this for the last I feel like we've been talking about this one for ten minutes. It's now. A, it's a it's I think that we match. have it's that match from my power blinking and not even being on the call for a bit, and you came back and you were still talking about punk. It's that <laughs> it's that match. It's that match, man. This is like the match of the first round. So do we've been talking about this like twenty minutes. Do you Jeez. either way? Do you want yeah. to switch? If not, we're flipping the coin. If you switch, put a title black. <laughs> 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 that would be horrible. <laughs> All right, what's it gonna be, Rab? Are you switching or we f- switching or flipping? Switching or flipping? Let's 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 leave it up to fate. All right, I I think that's fitting for this match. I really do. All right, Lee, call it when I click it. Ready? Click. I mean, call. Heads. <laughs> it is heads. It yes. is heads. Ladies Fuck and gentlemen, you. Brian Danielson will advance over CM Punk. And uh, Tyler Black. I, I have nothing. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. The, no, the other one, like, I lost. At all. He, had, I he lost had some Bristol. good matches. I don't know if you heard him saying that I, he, had some, lost, he had some good matches. Good I lost matches. the Briscoe vote. I lost the Generico vote. I'm fine with both of those. I'm sure the same goes here for you guys who lost the Punk vote. It's I, like, yeah, it's fine. I know there's <laughs> yeah, a lot I'm of fucking good. shit talking, but I 100% fine with Brian Danielson winning yeah. this match. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see because you still got a ways to go. We'll see how far Brian Danielson goes and see how far Bomber goes I'm down. Just, I'm just saying he's fucking <laughs> going against Homicide next match. I missed so. it. Did he talk about an aura or anything during that? No, or? not yet. No worries. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. So okay. let's go right into round two right now. All right. So match number one, round number two, Chris Hero versus AJ Styles. Rab, you want to start this one off? No. Okay, we're going to start things off with Scott. Oh, no. Sorry, no, AJ. <laughs> get it? That's it? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, oh get no. it. Yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, no, AJ all the way. Um, I really don't have anything to say about 
Chris Hero. I didn't even say much in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. He's fine, but it just seems like there could be more if he put a little bit more going. And that's not saying he's lazy. He's getting by on what he does. And getting by isn't even it. I, I'm. That's all much more negative than it, it. I'm trying to make it not be. Like it's. I'm not trying to shit on him or anything. But none of that can even apply towards AJ because he just naturally, without even trying, outdoes it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that. I mean, that's the comparison I'm, I'm making here. Um, yeah, AJ Styles. All right, uh, Lee. This one isn't tough at all. Uh, I do have a lot of respect for Chris Hero's work, but. AJ Styles is just in a totally different class than Chris Hero is. And, I mean, Chris Hero still has plenty of years on his career. AJ Styles is getting into arguably the twilight of his career. I mean, he's getting up there. He's making, you know, he's making his big dollars in the WWE. He's probably going to end out his career probably in the WWE. I think it's probably fair to say that. And AJ Styles is just fucking amazing, and he goes ahead. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go since Rab didn't want to go first. We'll have him go last. Um, one thing that I don't think we even brought up about Chris Hero is that not only his wrestling, the other impact that he really had on the indies is that he was a fucking great trainer as well. He, he really influenced a lot of guys, but I know we're not here to talk about who we trained and whatnot. We're here to talk about the best wrestler in the indies and as much as I do love Chris Hero, and just as Lee said, I respect the fucking shit out of Chris Hero because a lot of guys may know him right now only as Cassius Ono, but if you do, you missed out, my friends. You really did miss out on a lot of fucking great old-school indie matches. We're talking 2002 and beyond. Guys, Chris Hero is one of my personal indie favorites, but... In the end, statistically, like, and not even just statistically, we're talking just overall presence, AJ Styles, man. It is, it hates me, I hate to say it, but yeah, uh, AJ Styles over Chris Hero. I mean, it's, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy, I said it, it's easy. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the end of that. It's easy, and that's saying something because it's Chris Hero. No, that's kind of what you're trying to say. No, there, right? whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Don't shit on Chris Hero now, guys. I'm not. No, no, that's not he's what not. he's saying. No, what he's saying so is that it's... what I just said. Wait, that's you said because it's Chris Hero. No, no, no! It's not easy. No, he said that's saying something. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said you're saying it's easy because it's Chris no, Hero. Okay, absolutely not. Okay, you're saying it's okay. even with it being Chris Hero. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, bottle. Oh, we're not, we're not talking, we're not talking oh, no. down Chris Hero like you talked down oh, no. Brian Danielson. Come on, yeah. man. I never talked down Brian Danielson. Never once. I have no proof you didn't. I wasn't there for all of that. Never I in think... the last five minutes have you talked down <laughs> Brian Danielson. So, all right. Anyway, Rab, who that you was got? You're... See, I only said no earlier because you didn't pick me. You said, Rab, do you want to go first? Oh. And I wanted to see what would happen if I said no. It also oh. doesn't mean enough, it worked. Yep, now you go last. Now your vote technically doesn't even matter, but who do you got? Chris Hero. <laughs> Chris Hero. All right, who do you really got? You know, if you look at, at, at AJ Styles as far as an indie wrestler, there's a giant black hole right in the middle, and that really just destroys it for me. It's Chris Hero. Are you, you're just going to troll us right now? Yes. Okay. All right, so we got AJ Styles advancing here. AJ Styles gets the win over Chris Hero. Um, but not unanimously. But not. He didn't get a clean sweep. This is this is not a clean sweep here. 
So anyway, I've officially ruined. There's no way he can get a clean sweep now. I don't. I I've officially ruined it. All right, here we go. Moving on. Because you said my vote didn't matter. Technically, I said it didn't matter. Technically, because three are anyway. Moving on. Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. This is a tough one. Rab, you have no choice. Go first this time. <laughs> um. This should be harder than it is Don't, for me. Yeah, it but, should be very hard, yes. But it's really not. I mean, Samoa Joe's incredible, but for me, I mean, I'm picking Chris Daniels. Um, wow. He he has, he has is in indie wrestling for the last 20 years. He is indie wrestling. He's what it is. For, actually, what did we call it, 25 years? Uh, 1993, mm-hmm. yeah, debut, 93. So he, he is math, independent but, wrestling, yeah. especially post the death of WCW. When, when the indie scene, you know, blew up again since we only had one superpower. Um, and and so much of indie wrestling has been on his back. This, the man is arguably the king of indie wrestling. Uh, and wow. even though he doesn't have all the world titles to show for it, he does have a lot of titles to show for it. He's got a lot of matches to show for it. He's got a lot of feuds to show for it. Um, I'm going with Chris Daniels. Wow, I'm not, not even No lie. troll. I didn't... I, I, I respect that. I really... I respect the shit out of that. All right. Uh, Lee, who you got... Yeah, this is a tough one, um, but I have to echo what Rab just said. Chris Daniels is indie Whoa. wrestling. He he is the backbone of fucking indie wrestling. Samoa Joe is amazing. He's a phenomenon. But goddamn, Chris Daniels has just been in the indie game far longer, and he's done far more than Samoa Joe has in indie wrestling. And he's done more, God, more than arguably anyone. Yes, and... Fuck, I, I love Chris Daniels, and I mean, that's just, it's it's more of a fucking heart decision than it is, like, work rate, titles, whatever. But, yeah, Chris Daniels, he has to move on for me. All right, uh, Scott? Um, I'll echo how hard this one is, and I'm kind of surprised by it in the same ways. Um, Daniels, to, to, to echo what you said about how he hasn't maybe all won all the world titles... He's one of those guys who didn't have to. He was just that good. Um, the, the one he has now is like, it's a reward. Thanks for your service. Uh-huh. And he's turning it into more than that, which is kind of incredible. Even though maybe it wasn't always that, but it is still, we're going to throw him a bone. Like it, it, I mean, it, a lot it, of it was that, I think we it is. would say. Yeah, it is. But he's, he is trying to make the most of it, and it's working. Um, so he didn't always need them. He was kind of like RVD is one of those guys who didn't quite need it, but it'd be cool if he got it, and then he did. Um, Joe, so ironically echo the bit about the big gap in the middle of AJ's career. Technically, Joe has a big gap. Suddenly, he's never been on the indies again. So <laughs> um, I, I, I still kind of want to lean toward Joe, even though Daniels is the indies. It's a hard one for me to go against Joe just out of what I've seen of the indies with these guys. So I'm going with Joe, even though I, I it's honestly a, a 50, 50 for me. It's, wow. it's a hard one. I, I'm going to put some pressure on me there. Aren't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Joe. It's, wow. <clears throat> it's hard. It, it is. It's, it's a truly hard one. I, I, I agree with that. Wow. Okay. Uh, right now, one vote, small Joe, two votes, Christopher Daniels. Um, I'm not going to lie guys. Um, when we, when I set this tournament up, I assumed Samoa Joe would be in the finals no matter where he was. I assumed he was going to make it to the finals. 
So to see this automatically right now, this early on, him in trouble is very interesting. But having said that, you talked about Christopher Daniels and titles and whatnot. So here's a little more stats for you that I didn't get to earlier. Samoa Joe debuted 1999 compared to Christopher Daniels' 1993 debut. Not that big of a difference, six years. Okay. Christopher Daniels, you remember how many titles I said he had? 43 total titles. 43. That is a shitload of titles because when you compare it to Samoa Joe, 18 total titles. Now, he doesn't have all the world titles, but he does have a lot of titles. Yes. Now, and that's the thing. We're talking indie wrestling. Like, I have a love for the smaller companies. I really do have a love for the smaller companies. I love to see guys come in and like Christopher Daniels or somebody come into a smaller company, take the world title, elevate it and drop it off to a local guy that stays there. I fucking, that's something to me. I just fucking love that. And I love to see guys go in there and take titles in a bunch of different companies. That's just, I'm a weird title guy. But having said that, yes, Samoa Joe at possibly arguably ring of honors height in their popularity as far as the indie fan the the hardcore fans and whatnot he was probably i still think the greatest ring of honor world champion of all time that's arguably that is arguably okay not gonna say it's not uh, it's crazy to say but whatever yeah but yeah obviously he had the longest reign that doesn't mean he was the best but samoa joe as i said earlier he was a fucking monster. He was a beast. He has a fucking legacy. He will always be known as the guy that fucking ruled Ring of Honor. And bottom line, guys, Ring of Honor, at the end of the day, is the number one independent company, was whatever, I, they're not is, but was the number one independent company out there. Until somebody else topples him, Ring of Honor was number one. And Samoa Joe ran that fucking company for several years as the top guy in probably the top three independent talent period. And that's my opinion. Now, Christopher Daniels, I think is probably in the top five, but unfortunately I don't think he edges out Samoa Joe. Technically, I don't, I don't know. In my mind, Samoa Joe just edges out Christopher Daniels. Yes, he had a shitload of more titles. He did carry a lot of smaller titles. He did do a lot for Ring of Honor, and he's doing a lot for them now. But guys, at the end of the day, Samoa Joe was known and is still known as one of the top indie guys in the history of professional wrestling. And I am going to give my vote as well to Samoa Joe in a very fucking close match. Again, I really fucking respect you guys for picking Christopher Daniels because I love Christopher Daniels as well. I'm really happy to see this wasn't a sweep. Um, I'm interested in see now that it's going to be a tie, we're going to have to flip a coin. And I'll say right off the bat, with a coin flip, I'm fine if Daniels advances, obviously. And I'm sure you are yeah. too. I, I, I indeed am. Uh, the dude's pushing fucking 50, guys. He's pushing, he's pushing 50 uh-huh. right now. And he's still killing it in the indie scene. That's insane. Uh, but all right, Lee, we're going to flip the coin. Are you ready? Here we go. And call it. I flipped it. Heads. Heads it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Daniels gets the win via coin flip. That's cool. Yep. Christopher Daniels gets the win over Samoa Joe. To me, a good win. 
I don't doubt it, but to me, a little bit of an upset. A little bit of an upset. Hey, look at I, the, think, look I at think it is an upset. Yeah. Look at this matchup, though. Look at this matchup, though. Coming AJ up next. Styles and Christopher Daniels. Oh, oh wow. yes. Yeah. I want to say really quick about However, Samoa Joe. On the other side. What's going on? Say it. I want to say really quick about Samoa Joe. Uh, when I think of the guys who ran uh, ROH, I, I honestly think of, of Brian Danielson and CM I don't think of Samoa Joe. As if you're talking about one guy, I think of Brian Danielson. I don't think of Samoa Joe. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right, moving on. Here we I, go. I think Samoa Joe sold too much of himself to TNA. Uh, he was there for a long fucking period of time, yeah. And you talked about the number of titles and that. That's part of the the thing with Joe. He didn't win as many because TNA didn't give him any belts. Yeah, and not just that. Like He was so filled with TNA that he didn't really get to go anywhere else. And meanwhile, Christopher Daniels did both. He did TNA. I looked at it. He did TNA, and he still stayed in the indie scene, which... That says a fucking lot. That's it. I mean, a lot of people did because they had to make fucking money because TNA wasn't paying that much. But either way, uh, here well, we a go. Lot of people, a lot of people couldn't, and for a lot of the time that Joe was there, he couldn't because of uh, because TNA said you can either be here or you can be there, especially yeah, so, with ROH. It was the RF. No, they did. Fallout yeah, there, yeah, there no, was. Yeah, that's that's why CM Punk left TNA. Yeah, and it wasn't everybody. That wasn't for everyone. But yes, the top guys yeah, did get that. Tri- uh, no, no. If you were TNA Ring of Honor, you oh, can't okay. go to Ring of Honor. Yes, anymore. yes. Yeah, Ring yeah. of Honor. Yes, yes. I thought you meant like everyone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, no. It was Ring of Honor. There was specifically like. Yeah, it was, it was directly Ring of Honor. Yeah, because I've heard horror stories from Sanjay Dutt about his run in TNA, and funny that he's back or is coming back now. So. That reminds me. I was going to make a joke about there being a Best of Sanjay Dutt DVD that you mentioned. Yeah, that's kind of it feels weird, doesn't it? I forgot about yeah, that. I love, honestly, you. I thought Sanjay Dutt. I, actually, I believe I tried to get him onto the. I list. I was I was right there with yeah. you, dude. I, I don't mean that as like a super huge negative, and yet I kind of do because no one actually ever thinks of him as. I mean, he's not even on the list. No. Yeah, we talked about it, but. Yeah, I do. A best of for a guy like that seems odd. No, I went. I bought the DVD. He, I mean, he's got a long career with a lot of matches. I went to but a, there probably is some cool stuff on it. Like a best of gold dust no one's asking for, but probably would be pretty good. You oh, know exactly. one of those things? It's fucking great. So, I got him yeah, to sign he, it and everything. I went to a, it was a TNA cool. uh, house show and he had a table set up. I went over there. I had my CZW shirt on too cuz hey, you know, come on. He he uh, gave me a little <laughs> nod and uh, cuz yeah, he made yeah, his career. Uh, by the way. Oh, he's like, yeah, one of these guys. By no, yeah. by the way, no legit uh, Sanjay Dutt made a name for himself in CZW. And if you do have something to say about that, you're fucking wrong. So he did. Well, all I have to say about that is that DVD is probably worth at least three dollars on eBay right now. Um, but yeah, wow, <laughs> Sanjay Dutt, come on. God, the only reason he's back in TNA is because they're trying to expand into India and even do more in India right now. So there you, you go. You sitting on you sitting on Sanjay Dutt right now? Yeah, I am sitting on shitting on Sanjay Dutt because wow. he was he, he is the Roderick Strong. No, of fucking wow. okay. Right <laughs> moving on, moving or on. TNA. Here we uh, go. Kevin Steen versus Claudio Castagnoli. All right. Oh, shit. Um, just because you said, oh, shit, Scott, we're going with you first, buddy. Oh, shit. Yep. Um, oh, fuck. I'm literally just thinking about it. I should probably talk to think out loud. Cause do, you really wanna be, do you really want to be skipped? We can skip <laughs> you if you want to think about no, it. No. That, kinda, I kind of like that, though. It's, okay. I mean, Steen is, is the go-to in my head, but... Castagnoli. Um, again, I, this is pr- 
probably wrong. It feels wrong in my head, but I'm going with Steen because I don't know enough about Claudio from the indies. But every goddamn thing I've seen about Claudio, I love. And actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Claudio because not everything I've seen yeah. about Steen I loved. So no, Claudio gets it because <laughs> I've I loved everything I've seen of him in the indies. So okay. he there's I liked more of his stuff than I liked of the other guy. That's my vote. Very, yeah. very detailed methodology on that. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That's fair. Even yeah. though, like, th- this is an, this is yet another one where I'm like, yeah, either is fine. Like, <laughs> okay, Steen could should go too, but it's fine. So. Um, I guess I guess I'll jump in there real quick. <laughs> uh, just a little more stats right here. Uh, Claudio debut 2000 titles held total in his career 22. We're talking PWG world champion, whatnot. A lot of tag team titles. We already talked about him and Chris Hero, great tag team champions. But going on to Kevin Steen, goddamn. I mean, I always have to fall back on it. One of the greatest feuds of all time. And I guess I guess I should have given his stats too. Also debuted in 2000. He held 27 titles in his career so far compared to Claudio's 22. So 27 and 22 there. And but anyway, um, oh God! See, he did. They both wrestled fucking everywhere. They both wrestled in every fucking major company in the Indies. So they're tied in that category. But guys, Steen was just fantastic on the mic. You believed he did. He said so much shit that was like you bought. You really thought it was true because he didn't give a fuck. Just kind of like he does now. He's backstage in WWE. He'll fucking say something. And you're like, God damn, he really, that's what he really fucking thinks. So whenever he said shit and whenever he turned heel, you believed every fucking thing he said. When you said he's going to, when he said he's going to fucking kill El Generico, you fucking thought, and you watched him kill El Generico in some of the greatest ladder matches of all time or one of the greatest ladder matches of all time. He was a super fucking villain that you love to hate. And the whole thing, by the way, I, I don't think we brushed on this in the first one. The whole thing with Jim Cornette and the whole losing 40 yep. pounds. We, I don't, did we not talk about that in the first run through? I don't think we did, did we? No, no, no. no. Yeah. It never came up. No. Yeah, there was a whole deal where Jim Cornette, who was running <clears throat> Ring of Honor at the time, sent uh, Kevin Steen home, told him to lose 40 pounds. Blah, blah, blah. He went home. He came back like almost 300 pounds. He gained weight. And there was this, <laughs> there's this big debate online. Like, you know what? You even have one side or the other. It's either fuck Cornette for not knowing what's in and what's in wrestling. Or, you know what? Fuck Kevin Owen or Kevin Steen because he's just a brat and didn't want to like conform to what the owner was saying. And you know what? I see both sides. But if I had to pick one or the other, goddamn, that's your fucking boss, dude. If my boss told me to do something, I would fucking do it. And well, fuck Cornette. Well, they they put fuck it in the contract you. for one, but also if it works, it works. Like that's the, I'm, yeah. Cornette saw more out of him. If he slimmed down, he'd be yes. better. The to throw the MMA thing in there, it's like Roy Nelson. If he slimmed up, he'd be even better than and, he is. And Cornette has said, that kind of thing. And, and yet it works fine. Let him be yeah. it. Here's the irony of that thing. Steen went on to become Kevin Owens and did the things that Cornette suggested he did. Yeah, he mm-hmm. should do. 
Yep. And now he's a big fucking success, so wackity schmackity do. Cornette was right. Now, fuck you. That's the I'm thing on the fuck Cornette side. I know, I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. No, I, I definitely can see both sides, but at the end of the day, that's your fucking boss. And it, it, I didn't know it was in his contract. You said that was in his contract he had to lose weight? Yep. Oh, yeah, Cornette well, that, talked about that. He said a, the only way we'll get him to do it is if we put it in his contract. That Well, goddamn, then. That's a whole other thing then, too. But, no, I... Cornette has also went on to say that he didn't fucking hate Kevin Steen, didn't hate him. He was doing it for his benefit. He wanted to do mm-hmm. it. He knew he was great. He knew that he had everything to be that top guy, and he just wanted him to lose weight, so he looked a little bit better because he still probably would have been overweight if he dropped 40 pounds. But still, um, having said that, I, I don't even know why I brought that up. I just, I just wrote that down like we need to talk about Cornette and the 40 pounds. I wrote that down. So... Um, I don't know. Both guys were kind of stubborn, but at the end of the day, when you think about, I always go back and look, what is the title of this video? The greatest independent wrestler of all time. You have Kevin Steen versus Claudio Castagnoli. Who was the greatest independent wrestler of all time? I am going to have to side with Kevin Steen for my pick. I think he had the better overall run. He made a bigger impact. He had the biggest buzz and overall, that's my guy. I'm picking Kevin Steen. Um, Rab, who you got? Man, you make a really good argument. That is a really good argument. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And even uh, I, I, I went into this. I think this might be the first time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I decide at the end. Because um, I went into this thinking I was going to pick Claudio. Because oh, dude, I, I already said I love fucking Claudio. I've enjoyed out of all of Claudio stuff more. My pick for Claudio. <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed all of Claudio stuff more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he clearly just didn't have the impact Steen had. Uh, there's not really a big argument. I think Claudio's a better wrestler. I, I enjoyed watching Claudio more than I enjoyed watching Steen. Uh, this is a big mark of his, um, but. I think you're right. I think I think you swayed me, you know, by by going before me. Steen had just a much bigger impact on on the indie world than than Claudio did. So you know what? I'm gonna pick Steen. All right. Well, there we go. It's two for Steen, one for Claudio. Uh, Lee, who do you got? Gotta go, Steen. Uh, Claudio is like you said, Bomber. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Like technically in the ring. He's amazing. The feats of strength this motherfucker can do is amazing. Like, just the sort of deadlift power that this guy has. Dude, bar none. Bar none. Yeah, just, it, it, it is fucking phenomenal. But Kevin Steen's the total goddamn package, man. Like, he just, even from the indies, you could see it. He was the total fucking package, and he had all the potential in the world. And, I mean, going back to the Cornette talk, Cornette saw that in him. And now he's doing that, and he is the fucking man. He is great, even though, you know, he's not necessarily the big fucking world champion that he should be in the WWE. You know, if he only had one title, which ideally is what they should only have for a world champion. But he is the man. He is fucking great, and he has to go on. That's all there is to it. All right, there it is. Kevin Steen gets the win over Claudio Castagnoli. Here we go. Moving on to the final match of round two, Homicide versus Brian Danielson. Lee, you want to start this one off? Yeah, okay. Uh, This is another tough one because I do love Homicide a lot. Um, But Danielson will get 
the fucking vote for me just because I like his in-ring work better. I think that's where it comes down to at this point for these two. I, I just like Danielson's work. I like his, again, he, he is wrestling. Like, he just lives and breathes it. And, I mean, you can kind of tell when you see him on, like, SmackDown Live or whatever that fucking talk thing is. like Talking smack. Yeah, yeah talking smack. He, he, he is just chomping at the bit to be involved again in ring. Like, you can tell that he just lives and breathes his shit and it hurts him not to be able to do it anymore. And uh, I'm not doubting that Homicide feels the same way, but Danielson is just... He is Mr. Wrestling for me. And he goes on. He just beats Homicide just by a little bit. Okay. Uh, Scott, you got... Really? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we got a technical. Homicide do it. is a wrestler that I talked about beforehand. Brian Danielson's a guy I like. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Okay. It's all Danielson for me on this. Sure. One. Okay. Uh... There's really nothing more I can elaborate from the other one, <clears throat> and that was Homicide against McGinnis, who I like. Danielson's fucking great. So there you go. Okay, I respect that. Here we go. That's, that, I mean, it, un, uninformed opinion, but there you go. It, it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you already botched one homicide match, and sometimes you, <laughs> sometimes it happens twice. It's all good. Uh, so here we go. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, whoa. Okay. This is tough. Um, is it? <laughs> now, yeah, we're right. Let's, yeah, we are. Let's talk about this for a second. You know what one of uh, homicide's biggest accomplishments was? Does anybody know no. in here? I know. Okay. Scott. Know? Okay. Not you. Rab Lee, do you know I'll one stop, of do you know one of uh, Homicide's biggest accomplishments was in his? Career? Is it is it losing a best of five to Brian Danielson? He uh, no, he had no. the Ring of Honor title. He did. Do you know hey, Scott? That's a good one, Scott. I know. Scott, he's, thank you. Do I get a star? Scott, who did he beat for that uh, Ring of Honor World Title? Um, he was in the first area of it. So was that Xavier? Or low? No, no. It was Loki. I don't know who Xavier, Xavier. is. What do you mean Woods? What is he does? What he wasn't no. there. No, there was a different Xavier. Yeah, okay. there's a different Xavier. This guy named Xavier. Yeah. Wasn't oh, him. God, don't you know your history? Anyway, uh, yeah. um, bottom line, <laughs> it was Brian Danielson. Here, here's a here's the thing right here. Oh, it was Brian Danielson. It was Brian. Yeah, I, I understood where he was going with it. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, I, I was testing you out there, but uh, uh-uh. <sighs> man, um, I already said I didn't even bring up his his past in Jersey all pro wrestling where we got a, where homicide got a start and went on to hold the world title there. The most hold the tag team titles there. The most he dominated Jersey all pro wrestling, which was a pretty good size independent company back in the day. Now. So they're kind of inactive. They do like one or two matches a year. So I don't know if you want to count that active or not, but homicide ruled one of the good, uh, tri-state, um, uh, smaller companies back in the day. But Brian Danielson really only made his big stuff in PWG and the bigger companies. So as I said, you know I'm a bigger fan of the smaller companies, right? Um, these guys both have great match. They had great, mass- great matches against each other. So at the end of the day, it is a tough pick for me. I know I really haven't given too much on this besides the fact that 
I Love Homicide, who, by the way, also debuted in 1993. So alongside Christopher Daniels, Homicide also debuted in 1993. His total title is nowhere near Christopher Daniels. He's only got 32 total titles. But when you compare it to um, Christopher uh, Brian Danielson, who had 26 titles, that's quite a bit more. That's almost uh, 10 more titles. What is that, 10 more titles? Yeah, that's 10 more titles. It's almost 10 more years, too. It is. It is. That's the title of the year, my friend. No, I'm done fucking around. Yeah, yeah, Brian Danielson does get the win here um, for me. Uh, Homicide, I can't stress enough. I really do fucking love Homicide. He's a great independent worker. But at the end of the day, the biggest impact, like I just said, who had the best independent career, slightly goes to Brian Danielson. All right. Who didn't go? I talked too much. Lee, did you go yet? I don't think I did. Rab, Rab, go for it. Um. It, for me, it's not even close. I mean, Homicide, I, as we spoke of before, was was great. Uh, talking about the the feuds between Brian Danielson and Homicide themselves, yeah. uh, you know, Brian Danielson won that best of five. Uh, though Homicide, as you mentioned, did end up. I didn't want to say it. I'm like, he's gonna be like, he lost a sure move. How'd you know? You're right. <laughs> because I know you, and also I know what happened. And th- what by happened the way- was Brian Danielson hurt his shoulder and he had to take some time off and they had to drop the title to somebody. And okay, now we're going to fucking lowball. No, no, I'm just saying, no I'm just that, what happened. That's the same that's the same as Ambrose coming out when he did, right? It's you capitalize on a moment and the guys well, made Well, that's from way it. different than, that's way different than Moxley. That was way different than Moxley. That was spur well, the moment that was spur yeah, the moment but, he jumped out on his own. It's the same core idea. They could have easily said, uh, "Yeah, and then you'd get nothing after uh, that." But they they went with it. This is the same kind of thing where there's an opportunity and someone seized it, but, yeah, either by themselves or they were handed it. Okay. So, That's not the point. Yeah. The point yeah, is, yeah. Um, I mean, Brian Danielson is arguably the the best indie wrestler of the last you know 30 years. Uh, and we'll see if he's the best all time soon. We will. We um, will indeed. <laughs> But as a pure wrestler, he's just the best. It wasn't even close. Uh, when when Bomber thinks of ROH, he thinks of Samoa Joe. When I think of ROH, I think of Brian Danielson. Yep, same here. Same. Uh, and I Danielson think most people agree with that. Yep. And I think it's because... Uh, a lot wait, of part, we agree with what? Samoa agree? Joe, a lot of people think of TNA. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I really don't know. I, I, I see a split uh, thing. I don't think there's a one side favors the other on that one. I think a lot of people favor Samoa Joe wrong. when they think of him. Sure, I hey. think I think I think Samoa Joe's a different era. I think that's a different like that's a split. Well, in they had ROH, almost. I mean, kind of. They had really good. I mean, they had they were there at the same time, but yeah. well, well, no, because uh, Brian was there much longer. Yeah, he was there longer. Well, yeah, he was. He was there longer. But okay. he was there longer. He. Had more feuds. He had more titles there. I did want to point out, though, before we move on from this match, that Homicide and Brian Danielson both compete, both had something to do with the CZW feud. Because I don't know if a lot of people know about the Ring of Honor CZW feud, but Homicide came out to save Ring of Honor while Brian Danielson turned his back on Ring of Honor and kind of like went in business for himself. So when you look at who really was there for Ring of Honor, I think it was Homicide. But anyway, moving okay, on. You get a fucking, that's storyline. You get a that's fucking storyline. 
What the fuck? I love you guys. All right, here we go. You are so desperate to shit on on fucking Brian Danielson that you'll fucking bring kayfabe into the tournament. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The the beloved Ring of Honor guy turned his back while the hated Ring of Honor guy came in and saved the day. That's good storytelling. I mean, I feel I feel the same way. You know, I don't really think of Steve Austin as a WWF guy because you know. He joined the yeah. Alliance. Yeah, he joined the Alliance. Wow. What? Fuck him. All of his accomplishments go right down the toilet. I, I never discredited Brian Danielson when I said that. I was just saying that's an inter- uh, Anyway. You fuck. were saying a reason to like Danielson less is because he was a bad guy in this one bit saving the company that was 100% storyline. Yeah. Those uh, were words you said. All right. Ready? He's, he, he's less of an ROH guy because of that. Uh, here we go. And by the <laughs> way, Scott. Who's next? Scott. You're right. Moving on. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> in the neck, in the semifinals, on the left side of the bracket, we have AJ Styles versus Christopher Motherfucking Danielson, who just beat Samoa Joe. By the way, huge upset there. Well, huge match anyway. All right, uh, man. Fucking Rab, do it. Start it off. Sorry, you're on the spot. Uh, why do you give me all the tough ones, man? Nah, I I totally don't give you all the tough ones. Yeah, you do. You can tough ones in the last bracket. You can tough ones in this bracket. Because they're all tough. But, what, but whatever. Uh, just, but just for the record, I'm we gonna... all had the same brackets to vote on. Just saying. Uh, there you go. Yeah, but I go first. That's true. You got a lot of pressure going first. Doesn't ah, first. But you know what? I'm going to rise to the occasion. I like it. He got it. Rise to the occasion. AJ Styles, so we got... Christopher Daniels. So what we have here is, I mean, we've, we've said a lot about AJ Styles, obviously, because he's AJ fucking Styles. And this is when stuff starts getting, you know, we're we're down to the final four. This is when stuff starts getting rough. And when you start thinking about stuff, like I made a joke before that there's a big black hole in the middle of AJ Styles' uh, indie career. But there is a big black hole in the middle of AJ Styles' indie career. I agree. TNA. Um, and that is TNA. And that is, you know, when you ask most people what they think the highlights of AJ Styles' career is, it's TNA. It's the stuff he's doing now in AE, and it's you know the stuff he did in New Japan. Uh, most people don't go back to think about the stuff he did in ROH before before the you know TNA ROH split. Um, most people talk about TNA and the X Division and and how he was the face of TNA, and then the Bullet Club, and, and you know as we've said, whether the Bullet Club and whether the New Japan stuff is indie is kind of a gray area. Um, with Christopher Daniels, there is no gray area. And for that reason alone, I'm going to go with Christopher Daniels. Holy fuck. Mm. Is that real? Are you trolling? That real? That's not trolling. That's real. Okay. Well, there we go. There's one thing. I mean, when I made, when I said that earlier, it was a joke, you know, obviously if I didn't want to troll, I would have picked. You know, Styles over a hero. Yeah, but this isn't the same when we're talking about sure. who I said was is arguably the backbone of indie wrestling for the last twenty years. I I love it. I love it. Here we go. Uh, I'll go next then. Um, by the way, while I was doing research, probably a lot of people already know this, but AJ Styles and I share the same. We were born in the same fucking city. No joke, Jacksonville, North Carolina. And how many other millions of people were born in that same city? I have I no idea. I was born in Toronto, so. But edge. me, but okay, but me and AJ fucking Styles were both born in Jacksonville, North Carolina. That's a big deal for me. I'm just saying. I didn't realize it 
I wrote that down to mention that. I forgot to mention it earlier. But I just wanted to point that out. That has nothing to do be, with that, that would be much more impressive if, like, if you went to high school together and you were friends or something. No. I feel like they said a lot of people might know this already. Who the fuck would know that? That he was born in Jacksonville? <laughs> I don't, I, actually, you're you right. You were also know. born in Jacksonville. You know what? Know. Let's be fair. I'm on the Wikipedia page for that city now. The notable people has like 12 people on it, and AJ is one of them. So there there's go. not many notable people at all. Boom. Man, you're from so, bas- so, bas- so basically what you're saying is Bomber is one of these hicks who's trying to live off the fame of hicks. a notable person from that town. One of hey. the listing people is the governor. I'm just saying. Of course they're from there and famous. I'm just saying. When I looked it up, I was like, wait a minute. The motherfucker was born in Jacksonville, North Carolina? I'm just. Okay. Anyway, I just thought it was cool. Now we're gonna well, move if you, on. If, if you ever yeah, see him, I think the, it's cool. Hey, 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 bomber! If you ever see him at the gimmick table, you you let him know that you're both hometown boys. You know what? I'm what gonna he, do it when he's done. He I, to say. No, I do like I do like that AJ that AJ was born in in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and not Jacksonville, Florida, and he's from Gainesville. Uh, yes, Georgia. Yeah, he did go Gainesville, to Georgia, Georgia, and not Gainesville, Florida. Those two places are the least famous places with those names. Yes, and- he, he did go. He did go to Georgia soon after he was born. But we share the same hometown. Anyway, did I get stats yet on how many titles uh, AJ Styles won? Did I get? Did I get? Let you guys in on that yet? I don't believe you have. Either way, debuted nineteen ninety eight. Total titles in his career forty one. 41 titles. So do you, re- do you remember how many Christopher Daniels had? 40, 36, 40, 34 or whatever? 43. Or 43, right? Only two 43. more titles. Only two more titles at the time of this recording. O- only two more titles in his career. So, But though, how, how many of those were indie titles? I'm sure a lot of them were. A lot of them were indie titles, yes. Um, AJ Styles, a lot of those were TNA titles. Well, I guess a lot of. I mean, for, for Daniels, a lot of them got to be. I That's mean, true. he's an X Division champion. Titles, a lot of tag titles. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, probably for both of them, probably the majority were TNA titles. But anyway, moving on. Here we go. Uh, I know a lot of people fucking say AJ Styles, Ring of Honor. That's what they think. When they think of indies, when they think of indies, they think Ring of Honor. Obviously, overall, I agree with you guys. As you just said, when I think of AJ Styles, I think of TNA as everyone should. But when they think of indies, they think Ring of Honor. I watched a lot of AJ indie stuff, and you know what? I think his PWG stuff was just as fucking good, which is why I think before we did this, Matt Zion was saying, you know what? AJ Styles all the way. AJ Styles all the way. And you know what? Now it makes sense because he had some great fucking matches in PWG, and I know Zion has a hard-on for fucking PWG. He had great matches. I got some names wrote down here. Super Dragon, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, Kevin Steen, Chris Hero, Jack Evans, Samoa Joe. Those are some good fucking names. And when you look on the other side of things, Ring of Honor, you got Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, Low-Key, Chris Saban, Brian Danielson, Briscoe Brothers. It's almost, they're, they're all elite fucking names. He's, he's fought the best of the fucking best in arguably the two top indie companies in wrestling okay pwg ring of honor arguably two of the top indie companies um then you go uh christopher daniels uh both guys really fought everywhere but goddamn, i really 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 have a hard time picking this match because i love tag team wrestling and christopher daniels was a lot more focused on tag team wrestling than aj styles was um, obviously, he had, like I said earlier, a lot of tag team uh, partners and stuff. And one of the best tag teams in history, as far as the modern history, is the addiction. 
I am going to have to give a slight edge, a very, very slight edge to AJ Styles for my pick. And I'm talking the slightest of slight, motherfucker. This is really fucked close for me. I'm going to give AJ Styles my pick. So we are now going to go on to Lee. Who do you have? This is how it had to be. It had to be Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles in this round. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Uh, these, these, both of these guys are world class. There's, there's no doubt about it. They're both world class workers. That being said, I have to give a slight edge to Christopher Daniels, um, mm-hmm. and that is much more less a, on a technical side because. If I was to be totally honest and clear on this, I think AJ Styles overall is probably slightly the better technical wrestler overall. He, he's probably just that much a little bit better. But again, Christopher Daniels, he's king of the indies. He is the indies. He is what this tournament is about. And I love Christopher Daniels. I've followed him for so long. And I've liked his work in the Indies way better when he was a contemporary of AJ Styles. Um, now AJ Styles' work in fucking New Japan is fucking exquisite, and I was marking out for that shit while I was watching it. But he came into his own, I feel, later in his career than Christopher Daniels did. I, I think Christopher Daniels was really fucking good a long time ago. And he's always been that fucking good since then. Mm-hmm. Whereas AJ Styles kind of matured into it. And I just have to go Christopher Daniels. He he just gets that slight fucking edge for me. But Christopher it... Daniels, I love him. Fallen Angel all the way, baby. You stole my line. But no, I also <laughs> want to point out for me, I made my pick based on not taking New Japan. So if we take New Japan into consideration, AJ Styles goes above the moon over uh, Christopher Daniels. But that's just what I'm saying. I just want to point that out. I just want to point that out. We're going to go to who's next? Uh, Rab, right? Rab, did you go? No, I went around. Yep. Scott, who you got? I was wondering if you can remember. Nope. Um, uh, it, it's a hard one because, I mean, I, I can kind of break down everything that's already been said, but when you mentioned that Daniels has been like the backbone of the indies, there, there's no dispute there, and that's Holy valuable fuck. and important. Holy fuck, this is about to happen. Come What's about to happen? Man. Right. But, sorry, and sorry, sorry, I jumped too quick. Don't, 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 you know, don't you know how I work with this? However, AJ's been the headline of it. So I'm going with AJ on this. Wow. Um, and there's no disrespect on Daniels at all. I just think in, in what's been done, I, I talked about it with the first one for AJ, how he kind of set the bar for what you can do in the indies. Daniels has exceeded at what you can do, but AJ kind of started to redefine it and Daniels is kind of following that now and I know that that sounds I know I'm going to get roasted over that comment but it's not really that it's just it's being being read it was redefined before his WWE run and that's AJ you know what to back you up a little bit real quick before people do fucking try to roast you um for those who technically want to look at the blurred lines between indie and non-indie those are saying oh no he's doing fucking great right now with the world title ring of honor with the world title yeah technically ring of honor technically technically not indie right now but and even if technically it was, according to who uh, if, according to no, if you the, like an overall rules. um Te- 
unofficial Te definition of a thing. It's technically, according to who? Technically, according to they're not independently funded. Is like you're talking like Wikipedia article type situation, right? I, I'm like just that kind of. I'm just talking technically, yeah. as in motherfucker. They're owned by Sinclair, a multi-billion dollar, million dollar group. If not, I don't know if they're billion dollars. But at the same time, they're not on the same kind of level that the national ones are. Of course. That's, that's of course what we're... Neither was... Hey, neither, hey, hey, but look at, look at it like this way, guys. Neither was ECW, but I don't consider them, when they signed their deal, I don't consider them indie once they went uh, national, though. And hey, yeah, even, well, before, I, even before they went national, they were funded by the fucking WWF. That's true. They were that's, getting, they were and, getting yeah, secret money. Under the table, and yeah, even that's true. at the same time, when that's you true. look at it, there's the big two. Like, there, there's always the big show, and then there's everything else, which is, quote-unquote, the indies. Yeah. Um, MMA, you've got UFC. You also have Bellator, owned by Viacom, a bigger company, but they're indie compared to the UFC. Yep. It's that. Yeah, there's I, I really show. look forward to I the mean, I don't, I don't see yeah. why being owned by Sinclair would stop them from being an indie i don't know it's yeah it's no it's, it's what do they do with it they're owned by sinclair but they're at this level with this budget yeah, but, yeah and sinclair so. doesn't give a fuck about them it's not right. like they're promoting them or anything yeah i know so i do agree they said, do not care i i heard rumors of them just dropping them but anyway. yeah i've heard that yeah there's been sale talks um yeah. but all, with all of that even if you include all the ring of honor stuff which we can go both ways on this i still think aj's accomplishments or accomplishments sorry are bigger there and then you throw in the New Japan stuff, which is a whole other discussion of what's indie yeah. and what isn't. Uh, yeah. He's just done more. And Daniels, it's awesome. He's got the world title. It's fantastic. It's super great. It's, like I said, he's been the backbone, and he's getting the chance to headline, which is awesome and well-deserved, and everyone agrees on that. But AJ showed everybody in 2002 in TNA that he belonged there and hasn't missed a step. So... And that technically, if you want to talk about TNA at the very beginning, was a weekly pay per view. That was indie as fuck. Yeah, and I watched every fucking episode and loved it. Exactly. That's when I was the biggest TNA fan. I was watching more TNA than I was WWE at that point. No lie. You're and a big, uh, you're a big Sunny Siaki, Mark. Sunny Siaki, ace in the hole, Sunny Siaki, baby. <laughs> I fuck. Yep, sure did. I fuck. Me and my friends joke about that all the time. Like we play disc golf, ace in the hole, baby, Sunny Siaki. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, so yeah, I gotta go with AJ. It's also incredibly hard to just simply bet against AJ in any way. So I, I agree with that. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're keeping track at home, that's another tie. That's another yep. tie. Meaning we're gonna do the coin flip. All right, Lee. Here we go. Get ready and call it. Tails. And tails it is. Yes. Tails it is. Yes, I love it. I that love means it. Christopher Daniels advances past and, AJ Styles. And the internet blew up. Yep. And yet, I'm like, yeah, cool. Comment <laughs> section <laughs> exploded. No, no, really it, I mean, obviously, the, the last two times that we've gotten Christopher Daniels through, and it's been, you know, arguably uh, spoilers. I mean, not spoilers. Uh, Upsets, yeah. Upset. Yeah. Wow, Samoa uh, Joe, Christopher Daniels. That kind of speaks to him and his character, wow. right? Just so. look at it. Christopher Daniels just beat AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, as well as Roderick Strong. Fuck that guy and Kenny Omega. So wow, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it as an upset so much as like cosmic justice. That's yeah, yeah. he never won the matches against Joe and AJ, but he wins here. But here we go. <laughs> you think that match was hard? Here we go. 
Semifinals, oh. the last match in the semifinals. Kevin <clears throat> Steen versus Brian Danielson. This is why I fucking Can I love go first? This is why I love these brackets. Yeah, I, just, go f- I need to know right off the bat, has this actually been a match that happened? Uh, I'm yes. I'm yes. I haven't looked just, it up. Was it in IWA Mid-South? <laughs> yes, it was in IWA Mid-South. Because I suddenly have a desire to see this match, yep. whatever it is. Yeah. I don't right. care. <laughs> uh, Rab, you want to go first? Go for it, buddy. Yes. Really easy. Brian Danielson. It's not even close. It's not It's not even, not even close. Not even Brian Kevin Steen, in my mind, barely beat Claudio. You think he's going to beat arguably the hottest, uh, the hottest uh, independent wrestler of all the two thousands? Okay. No, I mean for me it's not, and that's why I wanted to go first, just so I could get out of, just get it out of the way and ha- let you guys have your, you know. Okay. All um, right. For me, for me, honestly, it's not even close. Uh, Brian Anderson is the most outstanding wrestler of the last, you know, of of all the two thousands. The whole time he was in the Indies. Mm-hmm. Um, Steen did some really big stuff, some really good stuff. He was a, you know, he became one of those guys that when when it got mentioned he was coming today, he was like, "Holy shit, I can't believe this guy's coming." Yeah. But but he, but even at that, I don't think he was ever as hot on the indie scene as Brian Danielson. I don't think he was even close as hot as because when that name American Dragon went around and Brian Danielson, it was like you have to see this fucking guy. I'm biting my tongue. So and that was right and now. that was you know what happened. I'm biting my tongue so bad right now. I'm sure you are. Yeah, you keep we chewing on that shit. so shocked. <laughs> no one. I, I honestly don't. I can't remember until recently with, like, the Bullet Club and with Omega. I can't remember anything that was as hot as, except maybe CM Punk on the indie scene going back to Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't, I honestly don't understand how that could even be disputed. Um. <laughs> Steen was not it was you know Steen Generico and Steen was one of those guys, you go, holy shit that's a great guy in the Indies but nothing was hot except for maybe CM Punk nothing was as hot as, as Brian Danielson on the Indies especially for the for for the whole 2000s basically until he went to WWE yeah um, and honestly I don't understand how that could be disputed. All right. Well, guess what? My turn. I'm going to dispute that be. shit right now. Here we go. Uh, where, okay. Where is this going? No, 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 no. Here we go. For real. No fucking bullshit. Steam. No bullshit anywhere. Um, first of all, you brought up when they came into like when they finally moved up to mainstream. Um, Kevin Steen had a huge when he showed up in NXT, people fucking blew their shit off. When Brian Danielson showed up in like the weird fucking NXT I don't remember anybody fucking going. Oh, hey, look, this is this is this is uh this is great. This is oh, cool. Wait, 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 hold on, let me stop. Wait, hold on. No, just, when just they hold on. when they announced his name, people lost their fucking mind. Where it's like, oh, this name's in here. Where? With the, on when they said, oh, and he's gonna be mentored by the Miz. What the and, fuck? People went nuts, going, what the fuck is going on? And, and that just happened. Hold a second there, bomber. That's a really unfair comparison because the NXT of that time is not the NXT of now. The, it's oh. not the NXT that Owens came into. Well, there was it, a press release and that caused an Well, uproar. I'm going off of what Rab just said when they moved up to the mainstream. So when you com- – he literally just compared – that's, Dan- that's not what I – first off, that's not what I said. Yeah, no, the, the, the that's, new, not, that's not even NXT, close to what I said. The, the NXT that Kevin Owens came up into, that is the – indie copy NXT that the WWE developed. That's what they turned NXT into. The NXT before that, that fucking Brian Danielson came into, 
was a piece of shit. It wasn't even a promotion. That was, was a joke. Just, yeah, it, tough. It, it was tough enough. Nothingness. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and yeah, exactly. And the the audience of the NXT that Kevin Steen came into already knew all the indie guys. Right. The audience of the NXT that Brian Danielson came into went to watch Batista fight fucking Eugene on SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, Eugene was good. Eugene was good. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yes, he was. A terrible gimmick. But that's they did. The point. Yeah. Stop trying to make excuses. He should be on the Come list. on. My point is we're talking about the, you're Sorry. talking about indie fans, how indie fans reacted to Kevin Steen when he came into NXT versus how random fucking people... I'm sorry, I thought... No. I'm pretty hey, sure we. Were, I was just going off of what you said about when they no, both... That's not what when, I said. When they left what the I Indies, said was on, the whole they, time that he was in the Indies, yeah. Brian Danielson was the hottest fucking guy on the Indies. And when he left the Indies, he was at peak everything and came into this nothing show in WWE and people were like, why is he being wasted on this? There was an uproar over it. Same with Absolutely Loki. was. Same thing with Loki. Yeah, yeah. He got that Caval gimmick. That was that shit. That was like mm. around the same time. That was that shit. That was, that was like season two. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That was that was who cares? That well, was that shit. Let's be honest a little bit here though. Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, whatever they want to call him, when he came in to NXT, he was with NX like the NXT like group, the the group that attacked everybody and stuff, and that was fucking huge with Wade Barrett running that thing. That was big at the time. He kind of he did unfairly get fucking let go because he choked somebody with a fucking tie or some bullshit. Yeah, got, put Justin Roberts because it was because it was Benoit like. But you know what happened? He went on the indie scene for half but, a month and destroyed it. Yeah, but no, that was. To say that they weren't hot then is wrong because NXT, no. that group, that stable was hot no, no. then. That, well, that, yeah, at Nexus, three months after that bullshit Nexus, started yes. of that shitty show, NXT was nothing. But there was were... an ECW replacement that was total bullshit. Still, still. And then well, when it was did, done, they came in and did the next. Try thing. to compare the reaction he got in that version of NXT to what Kevin Owens got is totally unfair. Okay, it's not something you should take into consideration. Okay. so you should just back okay. off from that. I I will back off from that based off of I it's was going or, off of what uh, uh, Rab said. That's not but, what I said. No, 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 no. You you then totally I misunderstood then just what like Rab said. then just like I misconstrued uh, construed what you said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's not what you said. I thought I did, but I guess I didn't. Let's, let's so. clarify it. Yeah. What I said was for the time they were in the Indies, yes. until Brian Danielson left the Indies, mm-hmm. he was the hottest guy on the Indies. That's what I said. As was Kevin Steen. Yes, but Brian Danielson, the hottest, no, because there was a part there where Kevin Steen was in the Indies and Brian Danielson was also in the Indies. Yes. And they weren't both the hottest guys. Brian Danielson was. But when they both left, they were both the hottest guys on the Indies. When, yeah, at the not, point when they both when left. They left. I'm saying the whole time until he left. Okay. Okay. Only maybe CM Punk could touch how hot Brian Danielson was. So, so you're saying the only person that can top Brian Danielson is CM Punk to you. Interesting. Okay. That's not what I said. What I'm that's saying is that's not what I said. What I'm <laughs> saying is the okay. heat and the notoriety of how was, hot they okay. were and how yeah. because honestly, Kevin Steen wasn't. If you're talking about how hot they were on the image, Kevin Steen wasn't even as hot as Generico was. 
he was he was the better worker, and he's the one, he, the one really who built Generico up. But he wasn't as hot as Generico was. The, Generico was the one who wanted to get fl- flown everywhere. The, Generico was the one getting all the no, money. No, that was because that's the whole tra- that's the whole traditional face heel. Faces obviously, when you have a good feud, the faces obviously are the ones that shine, and that's the benefit of a good feud. That's why. I disagree with that because CM Punk was the heel most of the time that he was getting the big money. But that was off of that wasn't a feud per se. That was a him a making feud. a run. What I'm, what I'm talking about is who the hot guy that people want to watch. Okay, so and you Dean s- wasn't even that guy in his big feud. Okay, all right. I disagree. Uh, I disagree that. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm just gonna. Can I go now? Can I go? Now? I'm just gonna go. Yeah, just just do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking go. Here we go. All right, bottom line, at the end of the day, when I look back and think about it, who had, that's the name of this video, you always have to go back and look, just as I said earlier, who had the best independent career of all time? What independent wrestler had the best career of all time? That is going to be, in my opinion, Kevin Seen. What a shock. Um, it's It's not bullshit. I said it. He had the greatest feud of all time, not... In, of independence of all time, and that's with him and El Generico. If you want to try to give all the credit El Generico or the majority of the credit, the majority of the credit, El Generico was the one that wanted to get flown out. Kevin Steen is the guy that really pushed that feud on. I don't care what the fuck you say. If you think El Generico, I mean, I said it, I said it myself in my argument. Kevin Steen was the one who yes, really built that feud up. He was the one that built it. But He's the one that drove it. I, I agree that Kevin Steen was the one who drove it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about who's hotter. I mean. Between these two, when I made that argument, Kevin Steen's, you know, came in third place okay. in a two-man race. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Ring of Honor. I have not really been a big Ring of Honor fan throughout my uh, lifetime. Shocker. Okay. We all know that. But who's the person that got me to get into Ring of Honor the most? That's Kevin Steen. This is a perf- personal uh, preference here. I'm not going to lie. Kevin Steen is the guy that got me into Ring of Honor above everyone else. I knew of Daniel uh, Brian Danielson when he came in. I knew of the whole CZW Ring of Honor feud. I watched that because it was Ring of Honor and CZW. And I gravitated more towards guys like BJ Whitmer, guys like um, uh, Homicide, ho- perfectly Homicide, over Brian Danielson, who did have personal beefs, but wasn't as big involved in the feud. He was busy showing up, doing a couple things, and not really fucking putting a lot of effort in, as that has been noted a lot over time with the whole CZW feud. Meanwhile, Kevin that's Steen... That's what talking about. Of, well, I, that's, a, that's a CZW, Ring of Honor... I'm dirt, aware of the feud. It's a dirt sheet kind of thing. I don't know. I, I was big into the dirt sheets during that whole time frame. But, sorry. Anyway... There was a whole, just bottom line real quick, bottom uh, Ring of Honor, a lot of the guys came in. They didn't really put a full effort in on the CZW shows. They didn't put on their best performances. Meanwhile, the CZW guys all went to the Ring of Honor shows. They busted their ass. They did everything. They put guys over. They did the fucking crazy shit. They did everything. Meanwhile, like I said, the Ring of Honor guys came in, and you could tell they were half-assing it just to get by and that's a big sore spot with the CZW fans when you look at the whole Ring of Honor feud. And it's I like that we got down to why he hates Brian Danielson. Yeah. Actually I like no, no to be it. honest though, a hundred percent honest, Brian Danielson really wasn't that involved. He was more kind of behind the scenes. 
he was like kind of fueling the fire. He showed up when nobody knew he was really going to be there, and that's when there was legit beef, legit fire, you, like with this CW you've, guys. You've, they got really mad. Every time, every time Brian Nielsen has come up, you've mentioned how you didn't like how this fe- that particular ROH CZW feud went down. I don't think I, I don't think that's true. There's, no, you there's have. a deep cycle. You mentioned it again with, with CM Punk. You mentioned it when it was going up against Homicide, and you're mentioning it now against Kevin Steen. But I don't think You've I've ever it mentioned time. it any other time because we're talking Indies. I know. That's I a mean, every feud. time in this tournament, and I think now we're getting down. No, no. Look, down we, deep. Down I'm, deep. You've mentioned it yourself that it's a personal corrected. thing. You've, you've admitted it like four times in this no. podcast. I don't know why you're pushing back against it no. now. So anyway... Anyway, no, I'm not. I, I never said that, never once, besides the tournament. I'm bringing it up because it's independent shit. That's why I'm bringing it up. I never brought Listeners it up before. Listeners to this podcast, please let us know in the comments what you think about Bomber's psychological oh, damage trust me. that I already was done s- to him I've by that seen, feud. I've seen plenty of shit already with everybody in the comments about me and fucking Brian Danielson. <laughs> you guys paint me as a horrible Brian Danielson hater. Anyway, bottom line. I think I. Oh, I wonder why. Bottom line, <laughs> god damn it, fuck you guys. I don't even know know who already went. I'm picking Kevin Steen. Who's next? Fuck. I'll go. <laughs> All right, go. God okay. Here's the thing. Kevin Steen is world class. There's no denying that. But Brian Danielson overall had the bigger impact on the Indies. Right. Can, and, can I jump no, in real he... quick? Real quick for a split second. For a split second. Don't let this whole thing between me and Brian Danielson really like No one is. Don't no, no I'm not Why joking. Don't let it fucking right I went first and you just went crazy on me. Okay. Just we're, we're done, I said done. Brian Danielson like, had the bigger impact when he clearly did. He's been triggered. I disagree. No one's coming after you, man. You you went second. I didn't say no one's coming after me. I said don't let the whole like weird bomber hates Brian Danielson be like, hey, I'm gonna jump against Bomber and against uh, whoever he thinks is no, better no. than Brian Danielson. No one's doing that. That's the whole of, point. Out of the just, six of us on all these okay. podcasts that ever show okay. up, you've no, you, you're only <laughs> like, realizing that all of us like Danielson and you don't. I like. The, I never said I didn't dislike Danielson. Yeah, you've never denied. You guys, well, you well, never said it. You've, but denied, you don't it, have to. you've denied it many times. But I like how you took a shot at uh, Matt Zion there. By the way, real quick, I, I do like. Oh, that. I included everybody. He likes him too. I said out of every single person on here, who we're shows, all like, man, what's up? your but anyway. no, what's your hate for Brian? It, it's a we we're all saying that, wondering what the fuck. I don't. I don't. And now it. we kind of. But just because 100... we like him doesn't mean we're making fun of you for not. I'm, Even if you don't dislike him, we're not attacking you for liking him. I'm 100 percent sorry to hijack your uh, pick there, Lee, but <laughs> I'm just saying, good luck. Sorry. No, look, just sh- shut up. Just okay, shut the fuck I'm up. done. Okay, listen, uh, your your hatred aside, your hatred aside. Brian Danielson deserves to go past Kevin Steen. Undoubtedly, he had the bigger impact on the indie scene. And then there's just the sort of, for me personally, the British wrestling backbone that's instilled in this motherfucker that I really appreciate, where I just like his work so much better. And also, by the way, Bomber, you, 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 you sided more with BJ Whitmer? Then you did Brian Danielson and that fucking stupid feud that you're with, still hung up on? No, fuck the, you! No, Brian the, Danielson goes all the way. No, end of story. Did you watch the entire feud? Because BJ Whitmer was a bigger contributor in the feud between CZW and Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, 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 I was. But come 
on, dude. You're trying to put that over Brian Danielson? No, dude, I just said he. That's because the thing is, that's like thinking Roman that Reigns over Undertaker because Taker didn't show up as much. That that like, thing no. is that feud. <laughs> um, and because I, I was watching both CZW and ROH at the time, as I've I mentioned was, in, in the podcast before, at it's the time. shame of my life. But I was a big CZW guy back in the day. I was too at the time of watching both. Um, is, yeah. But. The feud for ROH was a footnote. The feud for CZW was a big deal. And that should be noted. I actually, uh, okay. If you're coming from the ROH side, a feud is kind of a thing that happened. Kind of the way if, you, if you're coming from the AF side, you kind of remember 98 with ECW coming around. For ECW, that's a huge deal. And I say that as a giant ECW fan. For AF, that's kind of a cool thing that happened once. And this is not unsimilar for the CZW-ROH feud. In the history of CZW, especially in the early days, this was this is fucking enormous for them. For ROH, it's kind of just a thing that happened. Can I say something? Yeah. I disagree because for CZW, it was not a big thing because they pretty much didn't get to benefit from it at all. They, they had one show, Best of the Best, that they got to use a lot of Ring of Honor guys, but that was pretty much it. They really didn't get to use a lot. Meanwhile, the CZW guys were on Ring of Honor shows for a long period of time. And everything and, and linked to that, that means they that got screwed in the agreement ECW. that they shouldn't have done. How is that different from the ECW Raw thing? I, how many, how yeah. many guys from DF went on to ECW and how many guys from ECW went on to Raw? True. true, true. And because of the sure. association, how many more eyeballs got on to ECW? Because yeah, of this association, how many more eyeballs got into CZW? Even if they got the raw end of the deal in the talent and back and forth, you, it was still trying a big to get deal the raw to them from putting your guys over there. And then it ended up failing. Well, that still doesn't mean it was a big deal to do. I remember hearing about that, like a feud. What? I remember there was, yeah. what, XPW as well had a feud with CZW or something like that. Uh, that kind of stuff just elevates immediately. You hear about it and you're like, what? what's going on? Just the cross-promotional nature of things is a big deal. The XPW stuff was like real-life stuff. That wasn't that wasn't yeah, like was a, that, wasn't, yeah. that wasn't a work. That was real. Yeah, that oh, was I know, real. I know. Yeah, that was real. I know, but that's, that's IWA. Hey, hey back to IWA Mid South. That was a that was a uh, another interpromotional feud. But right, but that that's kind of my point. It is a big deal when promotions cross over. Like the whole fucking thing, you know, history with the ECW mm-hmm. title from Awesome to Dreamer and Taz, like all, mm-hmm. all that craziness of things that just doesn't happen unless craziness is going on yeah with the the feud between roh and czw it was a step up for czw to do this and it was a sideways or down for ring of honor there's no disputing that and it's not a knock on either they are reaching up to try and bring themselves up and then they got the rind of the deal so it didn't benefit them overall but it should have they got the raw end of the stick. Sorry, it still is a big deal for them to try it. I'm sorry we drug this out too long. Uh, Lee, you can make your official pick now. I already did. He did. He said Brian Danielson. Like, what, the, what, the, what the? Is that even a joke? What are you doing? I did. I, I wasn't. I, we talked so fucking much about everything. I wasn't 100% sure. Okay. Were you trying to hypnotize me and pick Kevin Steen or I, something? I, I mean, I thought it was uh, an obvious pick, but it was obviously you, not. You just, so here yes. we go. You no, there's, you didn't think it was an obvious pick, did you? Here we go, main event it's time. Wait, hey, in the finals, wait, we, what? Am I gonna get to talk about Steen and Danielson? God damn, you haven't went yet. Go for it. What do you mean I have? How did I you forget? I because we've been talking for thirty minutes about this match. Yeah, go for it. Go for I it. I paid attention. Sorry, go. So for it. Go for I'll it. make this quick. 
Steen is was one of the hottest, bar none. I heard about him quite a bit. It was a big deal coming into NXT, what it was. We talked about that. Danielson was the shit as well. Like We've talked ad nauseum about that. I would not have any problem with either of these guys advancing. Let, let's, let's be honest in their own ways. And yet, yes, it's Danielson. We can go from there, yes. He's my pick. However, Steen just got a, a realm of notoriety in what would seem like a shorter time that was suddenly, oh, fuck, pay attention to this. But Danielson got it out of the gate and had it the whole time. That's my big reason there with Danielson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty, so I guess that means three to one. Brian Danielson gets the advance here over Kevin Steen, making it to the finals against Christopher Daniels. Guys, it's main event time. It's the finals. Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. Does anybody, I'm going to ask, does anybody want to go first? I'll do it. I'll go first. You don't forget me. Oh, well, we got two people, but uh, (laughs) Lee said it first, so we're going to go with Lee. They were the the same people, though. (laughs) It was the same person who said it Either way, we're going to go with Lee first. We got Lee, go ahead. Okay, so this is actually the toughest one since the uh, CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, and that other guy, the uh, one that we did. Tyler Black, um, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> God damn it. This is where my heart could break right now. Holy fuck. This is bad. Um, man, this one has to come down. Like, I, I would argue that both of these guys are on equal footing as far as importance to the indie scene goes. I, I, I kind of hold them both up on that sort of pinnacle for me. This one comes down to the work rate and the style and quality of their work. That's, that's just where it sort of fucking lays for me with these two guys. I mean, if I was just to go with longevity, I could go Christopher Daniels easy, of course, but Brian Danielson just speaks to me more with his work rate, with his sort of heritage and legacy of work. The people that trained him, the people that influenced him, just speaks to me much, much more. And at that point, where we are now in the tournament, that's what counts the most between these two guys for me. And it really hurts me to kind of shoot Christopher Daniels down at this level, but... I have to give Brian Danielson the slight edge here just because he's got that fucking British backbone work rate legacy kind of thing installed into him that Christopher Daniels didn't have. And uh, that's where it sits for me. Brian Danielson has to win this one for me. All right. Well, Scott, you wanted to go? Go for it. Who you got? Um, well, it, uh, like I said, I've been praising Danielson a lot and I kind of I've picked against Daniels I think the entire way through except the beginning one so that it's kind of a weird thing here but it is a very close one but to me it's almost the same argument I had with AJ there's the guy who's the backbone and the guy who was the headline it's almost the same thing there but Danielson did have a I want to say a stronger indie career than AJ cuz AJ hit TNA and Daniels or Danielson that's oh that's not confusing um, yeah, <laughs> Danielson went went further, uh, but better, I guess. Um, Daniels is kind of the old guard who's getting that last hurrah, and it's great, and it's easily one of the best feel good moments. And again, is if it's 
do you even count this in indies? Besides that, it's still what it is, and he's he's pulling it off against the odds. And that kind of sums up Danielson, too. For me, honestly, the only thing I'm going to say with this to decide it is the style of wrestling, and I just like Danielson's matches from the indies better than Daniels is. So my pick is with Danielson. That's Christopher Danielson, right? Yes, Christopher Bryan Danielson, Daniel Bryan Bella. All right, Christopher Daniels gets a pick there. We're going to go on to... No, I'm kidding. No, he does All right, not. I know, I know, so, I know. What the fuck are you doing? I'm just kidding, guys. All right. Uh, Rab, who do you have in this? You say that? You sound so resigned. He's so he's sad. <laughs> because... He's already thinking of the graphic he might have to make. No, because <laughs> I assume I'm, I assume my pick's not going to matter. But you can go, go first if you'd like. No, I'll let you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe you could maybe you could convince Reb, maybe you could sway him. All right. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go next. Here we go. Okay. Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. Have you let me ask you a question. Have you voted for Christopher Daniels? I did in the first match. I voted against Christopher Daniels in match 2 and 3. I voted yeah, for but- Samoa Joe and I voted for AJ Styles. But do do remember who he's up against. I also voted against Brian Danielson against Kevin Steen and Homicide. So as you can see, and CM Punk, and CM Punk, yes. So as you can see, <laughs> out of these two, I've only voted for one person once. Well, what we have is not none of your picks. Yes, at the end. Again, uh, you yeah, thought Joe yeah, Bomber just. Just, just quit. Okay. With this and if you, you know what? Let's if, be fair. Joe and Punk, no one would be surprised. You know what? So, I would put it up. I would put Joe versus CM Punk. Exactly. That would have been yeah. what I envisioned to be to my finals. But hey, you know what? That's the beauty of this fucking tournament. And you never know what you're going to get. And right now, we're sitting here with Christopher Daniels versus Brian Danielson. I have to make a decision. So I'm looking at the title right now. Who had the greatest? independent wrestling career Christopher Daniels or Brian Danielson and that is very fucking difficult as I look at both of these names <sighs> 43 titles 43 titles 25 years 25 years what was uh what was Brian Danielson let's just just to, for fun what was his uh he was, hold on, I'm scrolling down. Here we go. 1999, he debuted 26 titles. So, like, half of the titles. Oh, my God. Okay. So who like, is the best Daniels? Is, oh, is... who's the best Daniel? <laughs> half the titles. Literally, to his career, half the titles. But, yes, obviously, he went on mainstream. But guess what? We're not talking fucking mainstream. We're talking indies. And you know who I'm going with? I, unfortunately, am going to give the nod to Brian Danielson here. Because see, I'm gonna stop wow. you right there. No, the reason you to. said the word unfortunately, that's why we come after you. No, because <laughs> it is a close. No, it had nothing to do with him. It's a close no, no, match. That's no, ah, no, that's no. You said unfortunately, I have to go with Brian Daniels. Because why it's did a you close. Say unfortunately, okay. why is it unfortunate? Okay, I'm, why is it unfortunate? God damn, let me try to explain. Because it's a fucking close match. That's why it's unfortunate that I have to vote against Christopher Daniels. If I would have picked Christopher Daniels, it would have been unfortunate. I picked against no, Brian. No, 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 no. <laughs> you guys you should, just shouldn't uh, feel bad for Daniels. He okay. made it pretty far in the tournament. He's, he's pretty good. Okay, I'm. I have no problem with Brian Danielson making it this far. I have no problem with Christopher Daniels making it this far. Are they the guys I thought? No. 
Am I mad they're there? Also, no. They both deserve to be there. I respect your guys' picks. Some of them may have been wrong. Maybe you shouldn't have picked Homicide. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have picked Brian Anderson over Homicide. But that's some may have been wrong. That's how they fucking got there. And you know that what? Is your T-shirt. Make that shirt today. <laughs> yeah, I will buy it now. Bottom line: Brian Danielson did have the better impact on ind- on the independent wrestling scene as a whole up to this point in 2017. That's my pick. Unfortunately, I have to vote against Christopher Daniels because he is a great independent worker. I hope I said it better that time for you guys. That's yes, my because you didn't say. Unfortunately, I have to vote for Brian Danielson. I said unfortunately. It's I have the to vote same. I, I'm sorry, Daniels. I said That's it the wrong. I'm what sorry. Would you always say about Brian Danielson, Daniel just, Bryan? I said it's it the just, wrong wording. I'm sorry. Sure did. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. But fine. That's you, cool. got, so, you got an, you've got an optics that's problem. Your that's your so the, la- the last vote goes to Rab. Who do you have in this match, in the main event? Uh, your vote's worth four. <laughs> in this ma- now, I've, I've been the – I think I've been one of the biggest proponents of Christopher Daniels this you whole time. Sh- you have indeed. Yes, you have. Um, funnily enough, we were, we're here at the end, and the we got a guy who I voted for in the first round – and a guy who I did not vote for in the first round. I did not vote for Brian Danielson. If that's if you know, I voted for CM Punk. But I mean, like I said, there there's a decade, there's there's a a whole decade there basically where he was the guy. So I'm voting for homicide. Wait, what happened? The fuck are you doing? Oh, sorry, that was an accident. <laughs> we're watching, we're watching people listening know. We're watching. That. Right now, in real time, the Google Plus spreadsheet that uh, Bomber is doing here for the tournament, and you just put Homicide in the final yeah, bracket. No. made the final. Just, he made it bold. Vanished, then Homicides appeared, and then got bold and bigger. Sorry, Oops, think... that was accident. That, that was a legit accident. Yes, sorry. Right, because yeah, because you, you do like for, me, for all the reasons I... that have been talked about. For all the reasons that have been talked about ad nauseum at this point. I've got to go with Brian Danielson. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) You voted for him. And, hey, I didn't finish my sentence. And I I understand. And and, I didn't finish it. You just had a really long pause. And I agree. I do agree. 100%. Brian Danielson, when we first envisioned this tournament, and it's funny because I didn't vote for him the first time, but Brian Danielson was the guy I envisioned winning this at the end. I knew AJ Styles had a pretty good chance. Uh, which I wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't have picked him. I wouldn't have wanted AJ Styles because, honestly, I don't think he's an indie guy. Uh, too much of his career up to this point. I agree with that, yeah. Was outside of the indies. And, Especially, yeah, you still think of him at first, and you're like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> you know, he, he he didn't make his bones in the indies that way, uh, the way Brian Danielson did, the way Chris Daniels, uh, Chris, Christopher Daniels did, the way Kevin Steen did even, like Claudio did, the way a lot of these, uh, Chris Hero, Joe, um, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Um, yeah, that oh, that's right. I forgot Callahan was on this list. No, I'm kidding. Somehow. But, uh, but no. Everyone else. And as I as I always say, I already made the graphics for this uh, show, and I always pick who I think. Here's a little spoiler for you. I always pick who I think is going to win for the graphic. Before I picked uh, Sabu for the hardcore because I thought Sabu was going to win. And for this one, when the graphic comes out, which you've already seen if you're listening to this right now on our Twitter account, at Jabba Radio, 
it's of CM Punk because I thought CM Punk was going to end up winning this. No, that's good. Have him be the one. People will click on that. It's yeah. good. I, I yeah. literally I <laughs> thought CM Punk was going to win. So I always base it off of who I think is going to win. And, and like, honestly, no one would argue yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, no, like, I, I, I thought Daniels I, was going to win, honestly. <clears throat> Christopher Daniels, really? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, when, I'm uh, really surprised he made it this far. I'm very happy he I, made it this yeah. far. It's I good, yes. But I'm yeah, very when I think indie that. guys, it's AJ, but then you think not really Joe, Danielson, Punk, yep. Daniels, Steen. And not necessarily in that order. It's just these guys all instantly are the ones I think of. So, Yep. I mean, Christopher Daniels is one of the guys who made me fall in love with, with indie wrestling. Yep. So I'm, I'm really glad to see him uh, make it this far. Yeah. Now, has there ever been a Daniels, uh, Danielson match? Presumably, Ring of Honor had one of the two I'm of those. Sure, yes, yeah. yes, of course there has. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, somewhere along the line, yeah. Because they had this overlap was, there, right? Yeah. This was a great tournament, though. I think this is our best, uh, best in the business so far. Though. Oh yeah, this it was, was a lot fun. of fun. Like it, this is definitely the most contentious. <laughs> it was, it was fun. Yeah, we had a lot of good arguments. I, I loved every minute of it. Even though I got a lot of fucking shit, I loved every minute of it. Um, it's all passion. Yes, yeah, it's but very... I mean, let, let's be fair, Bromer. You, you, you bring it on yourself. We're, it, it was very it's really your fault. To be fair, I thought he said a certain thing when we were talking about Steen and Danielson, so I miss <laughs> I misheard that. That was a, that was an error. I, I think you still bring it on yourself. It's really your fault. Yeah, I know. And I'll hear about it in the comments, I'm sure. As I think Oh yeah, every, we all will. I oh. think at some point everybody's gonna hear some shit in the comments about this on YouTube. Oh 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna Scott, be Scott and I Scott and I have been getting shit from a certain person. Yeah. I won't name him I won't name him here now, but what? I might name him in the future. Oh, I need to go read those. Who is talking shit about oh, we need to lose the Canadians yep. on this show. Oh, and by look, the way, I, look, I do not have an alt account. Don't blame me. And by the way, rap. <laughs> and you know what? That person said we need more of the Mexican guy. So you know what? I wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it fucking was you. So I'm not Mexican. Either way, well, that's what he said. So either way, the record, not Mexican. Uh, well, that he called you the Mexican guy. Oh, that's amazing. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed. It was a long one. It was a fun one. And I hope you guys thought it was a good one. We'll see you guys on the next one. Who knows what we're going to cover on the next Best in the Business. Uh, I think that's it. We're out of here. Brian Danielson gets the goddamn win, and we're out. (laughs) See you guys.